I met these guys that were staying in the hotel and we're in a throuple now. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> your face. <laughs> We're back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We're thrilled to have you along. Um, Casey and I were just talking about um, just the shit show of the last few weeks, years, months. Who can keep track anymore, Casey? I find every part of the way you're handling your grief incredibly beautiful, including that you're only watching the Jeffersons. I think that's great. And I think more people should take a page from you, which is just go easy. Am I right? I feel like I'm right, everybody. Oh, that's right. Let's hear it for Casey. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who the fuck she is, but God damn it, I hate her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, so... Let's give everyone a peek behind the curtain. We already interviewed today's guest, Amelia, from the band Sylvan Esso, your friend. One half of the band Sylvan Esso. Her partner, Nick. Sandy. Also Nick. Sandy. <laughs> two names. You'll hear about fucking, it later. I fucking love a two-namer. Like, sometimes it's like a nickname, but also I went to college with a guy who started college and his name was Kevin. Okay. And then halfway through college, decided he wanted to go by his middle name, Matt. So half the people called him Kevin and half the people called him Matt. And then ultimately his name just ended up Kevin Matt. <laughs> Which is worse than Kevin or Matt. Way worse than both of those very boring names of somebody that was born in the late 70s. I think it's um, so funny. I mean, who has sorry, wanted Matt. Oh, to sorry, your husband. Their... Oh. Jesus. I just called his name boring. So it's fine. Rude. He'll be all right. He okay. actually all does right. listen to this. Matt, I don't think your name is boring. I do think a lot of guys are named that. Uh, who were born in the mid to late 70s? I mean, yeah. I, I worked still? at a, probably. I worked at a job one time when there were like easily six mats. I got to tell you something. I, I talk on in our interview about hanging out with Jen, my a new friend named yeah. Jen. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm Jen'd out. Too many I'm, Jens. Listen, if your name is Jen and you're hoping that at yeah. some point we will become, we're not. It's not. Yeah. It's done. The ship sailed. I cannot have one more Jennifer in my phone. Jen, Jenny, Jennifer, I'm sorry, guys. You know, it's one of those things. Like, you just, it's like, it's your name, you know what I mean? But other people have it, and I guess it doesn't matter, except to those of us outside of it whose name it isn't, if we know too many Jennifers or too many Matts or too many Scots or whatever. It's always a weird um, thing for me where when I'm in a situation where someone has my name because it's so uncommon. And uh, so there have been one or two situations. But also they don't spell it the same, I'm sure. No, they don't. But just people saying Casey and I'm like answering for the first time and people are like, have oh, it, not I feel you, like that's Casey. happened with me and you. Where was there another Casey with us? There was. Oh, Casey I don't know Musgraves. Where. And we went to see Casey Musgraves. <laughs> and then right. I think like two people that worked for her were also named Casey. 
And oh my so God, that's right. We hung out after and um and it was confusing. And it was confusing. And also one time I was in line at Just Salads and they said, "Casey, your salad's ready." And I went to get it and then this other lady reached for it and she was like, "Oh my god, my name is Casey too." And then a lady to my left was like, oh my God, my name is Casey too. And I was like, what are the chances that there are not just salads? What's the name of the salad place? Just salads is the pasta salads. What salad place am I thinking of? No, there's a place here in New York called Just Salads. Oh, okay, okay. You've forgotten. Oh, Suddenly Salad. I, oh my God, I'm confusing Just Salad with Suddenly Salad. Never, These details, never. These details aren't important. The thing is, at my salad lunch place, there were once three Casey's. And there were at least three Casey's at a Casey Musgraves concert. I think possibly four at, like, the after party. I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong. I think that's true. I was there There as well. I think there were two other Casey's that worked with Casey Musgraves. But usually when someone calls Casey and I'm like, yeah, and turn around, usually the case is someone says, oh, I'm calling my dog. And then I'm like, oh, that's my name, too. Your dog's name is my name as well. Well, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said that to me about Birdie and or Cricket or both. Well, I do have a dog named Birdie. Oh, my God, my so. dog's name. Yeah, you do. So you can, you can, you know what you can do? You can fuck right off with your fucking complaint about people naming their dogs Casey. Sorry. You don't I'm, even get, you don't even got to do it. The fact that you didn't change that dog's <laughs> name as soon as we started working together just proves Oh my gosh. I have a friend from college that's family did. I was friends with both of them in college and they did name their family dog Casey. And I kind of felt like "Mm." after they knew you. Yeah. Like absolutely not. That's that cause. And I was like, I mean, they're out of your life. They're they're (laughs) dead. They're dead. You know what they are? They're dead to me. I had to open that window and Uh, I had to. Yeah. So now, okay. So we, we interviewed Amelia yeah, we're full disclosure. people guys. full disclosure. We interviewed Amelia, and now uh-huh. I guess we're going back to the beginning. This is the beginning of, of the we're podcast. We're starting the beginning yeah, yeah, of the yeah. podcast. And we'll begin so, at the beginning. Yeah. And so you're saying your apartment is hot and it smells right now? Uh, well, okay. Here's what happened. During the interview, because I eat, guys, again, just wait. You know, I eat during the interview. Um, and so then it was like kind of smelled like a turkey sandwich. And I had this spray sitting on my desk that's what it's called has always been called that will always be called that. <laughs> had this spray sitting on my desk that somebody had sent to me like a company and I was like "Ooh, this seems good it's like a chakra spray and it's like rose quartz and it's like for healing your balance and your heart chakra and I'm like you know what this bitch could use right now Some a heart little fucking balance. heart chakra give it to me also shout out Marcella crawl yes for sending me last night i was really in it and we were just like dming on instagram about something else but then i like kind of just like told her i was just really having a hard time and she sent me like a really beautiful meditation she just like emailed it to me and then i listened to it and it like calmed me down and i went to sleep i love that too she also did like a nice a nice thing on her altar for my family which was very nice it's very nice yeah um Check her out, Marcella Kroll, Saved by the Spell on Instagram. Yeah, she's incredible. A a good witch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a witch I'm happy to have on my side. Let me be be real. (laughs) Anyway, so I spray this, like, chakra spray toward the end of our talk with Amelia. And I, like, couldn't – I, like, hit it well. But it's – 
just the worst smell to me ever. Oh, no. Well, maybe it's because my heart is rotten, you know, and black inside. So the heart <laughs> shot. Well, shot I was gonna, spray maybe it's not your heart. Maybe it takes like potent chemicals to unblock your heart chakra, you know, like Drano doesn't smell good either. Yeah, I just think that this is not for her. Like, I think whatever <laughs> this is, is just, it doesn't, it's not the flavors that I like. So now your apartment so now, is hot and smelly. So now it's like, smells like this thing. I'm like contemplating just like dumping the spray out. But what if it, what if I keep it? And what, cause I'm like, I know I've sprayed it before and it hasn't smelled terrible. What if it really is smelling bad to me right now? Because my heart chakra is like black as the night. It's possible. It could also be that that normally palatable scent combined with turkey is gross. Or that it's been sitting sort of like in sunlight. Yeah. Could and be it's any, turned. Could be any anyway, of these things. So but, instead I lit, instead I lit cashmere and cocoa butter quartz healing and clarity. <laughs> and you know what? I like it better. It smells good. It's it, like smells, it, it like smells worth sticking your whole face in the candle. Honey, you really started something. <laughs> and the fact that, like, now there's a fucking, like, we are, guys, if there's one thing that I can really impart to all of you listening, it's that we are fucking witches. <laughs> like, we are manifesting shit that you didn't even know you wanted manifesting, manifested like a baby going viral on TikTok for sniffing candles. <laughs> After we have this fucking conversation about it, because Casey put it into the world that that's what we needed. And the and the universe answered, boy, have I got a treat for you, motherfucker. This is just and what you want to see. Let me ask you a question. Did it cheer you up a little bit, that baby this week? Oh, my God. I loved her. She The baby's so cute. And I love that her parents are, like, implicitly insisting that she has amazing tasting candles. I don't doubt it. Like I said, my son Eli also candle sniffer for life that he wouldn't go to the toy section in Target. He would go right to the candle aisle and sniff the sniff all the candles. And he still is like a really smell-oriented person, which is um is great. Be who you are. Love smells. But that baby, I really did love that video. You sent it to me, other people sent it to me, and I was like, I kept sending it to you. <laughs> I was like sending you the new ones. The baby reviewed like every candle under the sun. And she said she didn't like Tom Ford. And I was, was like, not you know, into it. and it was like without malice, but I like her reviews. You know, she's just very plainly like, yes, I like that one. No, no, absolutely not. And I just like that. She knows that no is a complete sentence. And uh, yeah, she's That's what this generation has, though. Yeah, they have the ability to understand that they don't need to explain anything further. Didn't no need to qualify is it. no. I don't need to qualify it. I don't need to apologize for it. Just fucking nope. Yeah, Tom Ford will be okay. He doesn't need that baby's oh. stamp Money? of endorsement. Yeah, no. and uh, you know, although so- I might be likely to buy a candle that baby endorsed. Yeah, well, this is what I was gonna say. Is that like, is she already an influencer? And like, do I need to know? what candles she likes. And so, you know, so if uh, that baby's parents are listening, um, if you want to just DM us a list of her fave candles, I would love to know. We're into it. We want it. I also found the plug for my ring light today. Uh, That's good news. No, you know what, Casey? I'm going to say something and I really fucking mean it because I've been having, you know, a rough go. A rough go, yeah. I am like feeling in this moment right now and like lord knows 
that in 10 minutes it might feel different. I really do feel like it's about to shift. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, I think that finding your ring light is like, that's a good, that's a good omen for, I have been thinking a lot. I'm going to put, um, I used to do this thing on the Substack where I'm like showing like three little things that I've been making like a huge difference in my life. And I have been obsessed with bringing light into my home because even though it's all windows and it's all sunlight in the night, it was pretty dark and it wasn't really set up for any kind of lighting. So I've been, that was like what I could do was bring light into these areas that had been dark and it is making a huge difference. And so I feel like light is, um, I mean, it's a little on the nose, but I think it's a good omen. Look, I put um, a chandelier in my office. Oh, it's cute. Can it's you like your little Sputnik. Wait, but do you want to see what's so cool? Wait, mm. uh, nothing more boring than listening to someone dick around on their phone, but, <laughs> but. Oh, shit. Is it connected to your phone? Yes. Uh, Look at. God, you changed colors. She changed the colors. Guys, it's rainbow now. God, that's amazing. That is it's a little like, bit like our weird disco lights in the hallway of yes. um, the kids' house because yes. the kids' house has some real interesting fucking lighting in the hallways. Yeah. And you can change it to disco. I just like, you know, again, I love anything that glows and I love anything that you can like change the colors of. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas lights are like, we're the first people that ever bought like color changing Christmas lights. Yeah, great. And we've had them for years and years and they're about ready to like give up. They're about, they're reaching the end of their life. And I'm so sad about it because they're just the best. And uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a real moment of mourning and letting something go for me. Cause I feel like this might be the last year where they're viable and they have uh, meant a lot to me through the years. And I don't know that they can be duplicated. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Matt, bless him, is like always trying to do maintenance. He takes really good care of them. He changes the fuses in them and a lot. And they're just, you know, they can only last so long, you know. They, we can all only last we so long. We can all only last so you long. Know? There's a lesson in that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the light goes out. Yeah. And that's fucking it. That's, and that's it. And But you know what? Maybe the lights go somewhere else. Maybe in or into maybe the, not into the garbage in this case, the, probably. But yeah, yeah. 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 Well. But um but I've been appreciating them. It is fucking insanely rainy in Los Angeles. I'm so confused about what's happening there. I've been in like the weirdest weather systems and I'm coming to LA in like a couple I know, days. I know. Busy it's Well, been, I, am I coming to LA in a couple days? Like that's is a good what question. is happening? It has been so consistently rainy that the I think the day before yesterday, it stopped briefly very early in the morning and the sun came out and I woke up my kids to look at the sun because that had been so long. It had been so long since anyone had seen the sun. And they were both like, thank you for doing that instead of being like, are you fucking crazy uh, to me? Uh, so that's how I know how long it had been raining because they were both glad to look at the sun for a minute. And then it just started pouring again and it's just been pouring continuously. So like the LA river is full. It's like topping over. I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some pretty intense vids. Ellen is trapped, I guess. 
Ellen is she really? I, I mean, I don't. I think so. I don't know. Well, I mean, she I can saw get that out. she had real, like but... water rushing behind uh, her house. Our old friend Don Olmstead from who we used to work yeah. with. I'm busy tonight. Her whole backyard has like a little like trickle go. It has like normally it's like a trickle of a creek, I think. And she has like a river rushing through her backyard and like it's going to pull down a bunch of trees or whatever. It's very it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And so uh, a friend of mine from high school who lives in Topanga, her house had like five inches of water on the first floor. I also read a thing that like kind of bummed me out, which is that they don't have like this, the the state doesn't have like giant rain barrels set up. It just like, goes mean, out to the ocean. I, yeah, who even knows? It well, would seem no, wild I mean, I, not to. I like, read it. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> so I mean that that guy that wrote that thing knows. I mean, that they don't I, have it. They're not collecting the fucking water. Yeah, it's well, it's kind of wild. Weird. It seems weird, but also like I don't know that. I don't know that. Why would they put that? Spend the money to put that system in place when this seems like a freak occurrence that doesn't. Well, happen I will often. tell you that. The last time I remember the rain being like that El was Nino. the year. Yes, was the year I moved to Los Angeles. I was here, and that's right. You said you were. Yeah. But the rain started. I mean, it was like pretty consistent for like from like October on. Yeah. yeah. And it was intense. Yeah. But I also was thinking about it the other day because I was talking to Birdie about. Harry and the Royals and Diana and all the stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot. And I remember my mom called me on my campus phone to tell me that Diana had been killed. Right. And like, I remember it so clearly I was a fresh, I had just gotten to college. I'd only been at school for like a a week or whatever, like a couple weeks. Right. And yeah. And then the rain, El Nino, fucking insane. Yeah. It's, Yeah. We were here to do the Rosie O'Donnell show, and we were here for a month. And I just remember that it was El Nino the whole time, pouring rain the whole time. We were kind of doing the show in like an outdoor arena, like an outdoor theater at one of the big um, theme parks. It was Universal, right? It was probably either Universal... It might have been Disneyland also. I can't remember specifically. I'm trying to remember if it was the year where the MGM monster, this Frankenstein fucking harassed me every day. He didn't harass me. What's I don't want to MGM is not a thing. What are you talking about? MGM Studios. No, it's not. What is what are you talking about? The what's the where the monsters are? Not MGM. Universal. Sorry. Universal Studios. Yes. It's sorry, only universal. It's universal. It's only universal. It's yes. Only universal <laughs> and uh, got it. Got Disneyland, it. Disneyland, yes. but yes. then there's also Knott's Berry Farm. We and never they did it do at Knott's Scary Farm. Scary Farm, but Universal's the one where the monsters roam. Around. Yes, yes, yes. There was a year. I don't think this was the same. This might have been a Disneyland year. I don't know, but there was a year where we did it at Universal, and this like whoever dressed up as Frankenstein, like, ah, you're my screensaver right now. Ah, that's so nice. Um, <gasps> bothered you know me. Wait, you know what this day is? This is the day you ate the banana. At the uh, <laughs> this is it, girl. This is the day. Oh my god, that is hilarious. <sighs> I have a picture of Casey. I'm gonna just—I'll just screenshot it, yeah. um, so that you guys can see it. I'll 
give it to Casey to post because I probably won't <laughs> remember to do it. <laughs> Knowing me in this moment in time, what? Um, anyway, I just took the wrong screenshot. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, there was uh, Universal Studios, the guy who was Frankenstein. He would just like um, take the elevator with me every day and just make Frankenstein noises. And I was like, dude, I can't stress to you how much I hate this. And please stop doing it. Like, I don't like it. And then, yeah, I just had words with Frankenstein at Universal Studios um, over over that. But um, yeah, El Nino, it was, but that's what this is like. This reminds me of El Nino, trees falling down, things flooding, I don't, I think it's supposed to rain more. It's sunny Ugh, right so now sorry. for a second. I just Do you feel... want to go? Do you want to get off the phone and run outside? What do you want to do? <gasps> no, no, I'm happy. I'm happy that, uh, to be talking to you, but I'm also just uh, sending love to everybody who's dealing with, uh, floody houses and leaky roofs. And as far as I'm concerned, every house in Los Angeles floods or, I mean, doesn't flood, but like leaks, has a leak. Yeah. And it's, Insane because, but also so many of the houses were built in the 20s and 30s and right. 40s. So it's like, also makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, and people replace the roofs, but it still is like, you never know where the fucking leak is coming from. Anyway, there was this guy, both of the houses that I owned, the first house that I had, and then the second house that we then ended up like living in forever had weird water leaks that like popped up out of nowhere. Just And like, that's the other thing about the rain leaks too. Like, People will tell you in LA, like sometimes you're like, I've lived in this house for four years and never has a leak happened. And then all of a sudden, like water is like pouring through right. your um, like can light in the kitchen. And you're like, right. what is happening? So there was this guy that I found and he was like called the rain leak investigator. And he, <laughs> he like could only, he would only do his job when it wasn't raining and he would come over with like a big hose that he would like hook up to your water and he had all of these tools and he literally would like diagnose where the leak exactly like pinpoint exactly where the leak was coming from and he, when he would find it it would be like this whole you would get this whole like dissertation like this whole printout of like um you know because the leak is in the front right can light um you may think that it's like direct the drain directly above it is not it is <laughs> <laughs> the southernmost drain on the you know seaside house of the blah 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 i like it's like he just would go into like insane detail and i don't know how but he was always right he was always right wow. because the problem is when you have leaks in your roof when you're when you live in california it's like what do you, you do? Never know. Rip off your roof? Right. You, never you know what know. I mean? Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, redo your entire roof? What if that doesn't fix the problem? Right. You know, right. and replacing, I don't need to tell anyone here listening. Well, maybe I do. Replacing a roof is expensive. It's very expensive. We don't want to do that if we don't have to. I was looking on Twitter and I was looking at everyone's, you know, flooded highways and their cars are floating away. Julia Sweeney posted like her whole street was flooded and her car I think floated off but then Yvette Nicole Brown who I love posted like 
uh, a video of her ceiling saying like, own a house, they said. It'll be fun, they said. And she just had like water pouring out of her ceiling. And then I made the mistake of saying to my husband, at least our roof isn't leaking. And this, I was, he never speaks to me sharply. Uh, he always speaks to me kindly, but he was like, why would you say that? And yeah, I just I'm going to say, like, I'm going to echo it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. And this I, don't I mean I do actually, either. but like I, I think you're just I think that, you know, you've been you've been in like a a grief hole. Yeah. You and know, I just, and I, I just, think you just didn't you lost yourself for I a second. You didn't realize. So knock on wood. Um Right, because the power of your words, especially Casey. Yeah. That was a stupid move. So when the rain comes back, I'll let you know uh what is happening with our roof. But like knock on wood so far, we've been really lucky, but Matt has been going out into our alleyway the whole time, sweeping out the drains because uh, oh, that's so important. Very you know, important, guys. Yes, and there was a time, like our floor, we have to redo the floors in this house because they're damaged from another time when the drains got plugged up and the water, before we lived here, the water came in through the windows because, like, it's amazing to live in a house that has floor-to-ceiling windows, except <laughs> for... Yeah. When the floor is uh, being overtopped by water. Or when so, it's hot lava. That's yeah. hard, too. Hot lava would be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no matter. It could probably go through a wall, but I bet it gets through a window <laughs> easier. And you could see probably. it happening. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, that's well, the I'm that's sorry. The I'm sorry for everybody that's going through that in L.A. I guess I'll see you soon. Um, Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I was in Sweden. Yes, where it was snowing delightfully and oh gently. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something? It was, yeah. first of all, I made it look delightful and gentle. But it wasn't? It was, it was like dumping snow. Oh, And, I mean, it was really fun, like, yeah. for me, because, you know, weather is, I don't really know her. Like, yeah, you I've, don't know her. I'm she's a West a new, Coast baby. She's a new friend. She's a new friend for me, especially snow. She's <laughs> very new to me. Um, but it was like... And it was like delightful and really, just really beautiful. Yeah. But there were several moments when I was walking. Well, first of all, I had to buy a fucking puffer coat. Sure. Because your girl looked at the weather and saw that it was going to snow and thought that my like just regular coat would be fine. <laughs> like just like a not puffer not a, coat. It was so stupid. Yeah. It was very dumb of me. So I did buy a puffer, but the good news is, you know, post-Christmas sales. So that was great. Great. Um, And also, I gave away a puffer that I loved very much to Ileana, our old nanny babysitter, who like is family to us basically. But I gave it to her because when she was like working for a family for a minute and ended up in New York in the winter, like a couple years ago. Um, I don't know when the fuck that was actually. I can't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but whatever it was, she and then they were gonna go to London and it was like very cold and she didn't have a good puffer. And so I yeah. just gave her my maroon one. And not like, you know, like how I do that, like how I give yeah. things away yeah. to people. And I don't I didn't really consider like, oh, that's actually the one I like the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I just it was fine. And like it's just so whatever. So And I've gotten other puffers. It's fine. Guys, everything's fine with me in the puffs. All I'm saying is that 
I was freezing so cold. And I, and I went into Gany, which I love. Okay. Very, very Scandy. All of, you know, all of the fashion brands that I love are like Scandinavian. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know. I'm also drawn there, apparently. You are headed in this direction, yeah. I think I am. Anyway, I went into Gani and they had one on the sale rack. Like, they're like super, super sale. Yeah. They had one maroon full-length puffer. And it was like 70% off and I was in. You were in. And I felt very good about it. It was a great oh, purchase. Good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. Um, but I wandered around a lot by myself and I listened to music and I felt things and thought about things and then like kind of didn't. Kind of just honestly just walked around. And then I would talk to people when I was like in places. Yeah. And I went to some museums. I went to the Modern Museum by myself. Um, the Modern Art Museum, and they had a Hilda A.F. Klimt exhibit. And the line to get in to see these paintings was like two and a half hours long. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what? I don't need to see paintings that bad. I just <laughs> I just don't. I'm sorry. I just really don't. Um, and then and there was a Nan Golden exhibit. Yeah. Which was cool. But also, guys, Nan Golden is a photographer. If you don't like She's she's cool. Yeah. Like conceptual artist and like photographer, but I don't know if it needed to be like they, it was all video stuff, right, but like right. a lot of it was just like slides of her photos. Right. And the quality wasn't like great. It wasn't like a photo exhibit where it was like they were all printed out or something. Right. I'm not trying to shit on the Nan Golden show, guys. All I'm saying is that this is just my experience. Um, And then what else did I do? And then I met up with a friend, Jen, a new friend. I talk about her later later, in the show with Amelia. Which we already know. Stay (laughs) tuned. And then I had dinner with Lisa Ambjorn, the creator of our favorite television show, Young Royals. Yes. Um, but she's like a friend of mine now and I adore her. And so she and I had a meal and then I met these guys that were staying in the hotel and we're in a throuple now. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) your face. No, uh, no, I met these guys that were staying in the hotel and I like the one guy looked really familiar and, um, then it turns out that we have like 47 mutual friends. They live in Brooklyn. Oh. And uh, like the one guy has like a quirky textile company. Okay. Called Steak Diane. Nice. It is actually, they're really cute and funny. I think you would like That's their so stuff cute. a lot. And then his his boyfriend has like a company that makes like cute backgammon sets and oh, stuff. Oh, so cute. That's like... That's right up your alley. Totally. I was going to say, when you were talking about puffers, I almost got you a puffer for Christmas. Not your classic long uh, maroon puffer, but I almost got you a puffer from this woman who, I can't say we're friends, but I have gotten to know her a little bit on Instagram. Her name is Jordan Piantadosi, and she is also from Massachusetts, like me and Amelia. And mm-hmm. uh, she... 
I think her company is called Beautiful Genius, but she makes a puffer coat that's so cute. And I almost got it for you for Christmas, but then I got onto the Gina sweater idea and that project. I mean, you I really beat, love the Gina sweater. You can't beat the Gina sweater, but for a fun puffer, I think you'd like uh, one of Jordan's. Speaking of quirky textiles, I'll send you a link to it. But wait, I wait, wanna... wait, tell me what it is. Oh, wait, and Fredericks and May is um, the company that makes the cute, like, cutting boards and backgammon sets and stuff. Oh, cute. Okay. Yeah, so they're like just two little adorable, Diane, adorable entrepreneurs. Fredericks and May. Jordan Piantadosi, uh, I think her company is called Beautiful Genius. So check her out on Instagram. But yeah, she makes a puffer coat that's really cute. Um, because you and I spent the last... I don't see it. I'll send it to you. Mm, I, I have a set now. of her pajamas and robes. I'll send it to you now. I'll send I want to see now. it now. But because I you and I have spent so long crying, <laughs> I think we should just talk about the shit show of the United States government oh my and God. Harry Styles. And also, maybe art. I don't fucking know. Let's talk about <laughs> stuff. I mean, let's talk about stuff that's not. Let's talk about stuff that's stuff not. Stuff that's not sadness. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Because I actually just have no desire to talk about my sadness in this moment anymore. I talk yeah. a little bit about it when we talk to Amelia, but yeah, I mean, we let's we talked about it a normal amount. We talked about it a normal amount, I think, and you know, and we'll we'll probably have to talk about it again another time. And but now's not the time. Now maybe we can, you know, talk about some fun stuff. I would like to talk about some fun stuff. Well, here's the here's the thing that I will say. You know, part of the trip, the unexpected trip to Sweden. Yes. Um, to Stockholm was that we I don't even know if, did I tell you this? That like none of Bertie's Christmas presents showed up. Oh no, you didn't tell me that. Oh my god, you guys. First of all, what is this like weird fucking hedgehog eating an apple that keeps popping up on my feed? Can we stop with that? I it? mean, I can't with that nose. It's the nose is freaking me out. That's my um, husband's dream Instagram content. So maybe you accidentally got his <laughs> algorithm. Every mine time I look, like, every mine time is like I look, jewelry. Every time I look over at my husband, he's like smiling serenely to himself. And I'm like, he's looking at a fucking hedgehog or a raccoon. I know it. And every time, yeah, this isn't a hedgehog. This is like a. It keeps popping up. It's popped up so is it a many possum? times. I think it's a possum. Wait, Matt no, it's not a possum. It's too. not a possum. It's um, it's it's a porcupine. It's a porcupine. Oh, there you go. It's a porcupine with a giant nose. Wait, you just sent me the girl's link. <sighs> Strawberry dream puffer, beautiful genius. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> God damn it, Casey. It's so cute. Well, all, her, all her stuff is so cute. But that's like a fun, maybe like going uh, into spring I love puffer. It, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's sold out it. currently on a beautifulgenius.com. Mm-hmm, but anyway, mm-hmm, but she has a lot of cute stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like an artiste who makes the art for the textiles. You I know? love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Phobia. Phobia. Um, that's the that's the ad guys that's the ad um 
I mean, listen. You've heard us talk about. We've told you a million times. You know. You know. You know how we feel about Foria. You know what Foria is too. Foria are amazing products designed to help people with vulvas experience pleasure fully, or partners of people with vulvas. Yeah. Listen, or just you. If you have a vulva on your own, better orgasms natural enhancement, plant-based ingredients, intensify its sexual pleasure. Sometimes also, as you get older, I've heard, yes. you get, it's dry. It gets dry. Yeah. It's hard or painful. Some people are like, post-menopause, I have painful sex. I'm like, I'm not there yet, but good to know. I don't even need to worry about it because I have phoria. Yeah. We recommend the Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil just it's gonna it's make- a one two it's a one two punch to your clit. <laughs> that's, that's can we just say that is that's that it? Busy's catchphrase that she's you know floating mm. and we'll. I'm see. trying to make it happen for you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a call. <laughs> we'll see how for Foria a possible feels. partnership in terms of a little bit of stock options. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, guys, we love it so much. We really do. You. Don't have to just take our word for it. You can also go online and read their testimonials. They're very entertaining. They're even maybe a little racy if you want that to play into your whole foria sesh. I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, But yeah, sex oil, awaken arousal oil are like the two products that we highly recommend. We both use them. There's other products that you also will enjoy, but Awaken uses CBD and warming sensation inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. Best of all, Awaken just turns you on. So give them a try. Guys, you have nothing to lose except for better sex. And that's not a loss. That's a gain. That's that's not a loss. So you have our permission to try it. We fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it as often as possible. You can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners, guys. Get into it. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at checkout. That's Foria, F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com forward slash best. You're going to get 20% off your first order. Casey and I recommend their Awaken Arousal Oil and the sex oil. You're going to thank us. I'm like obsessed with Riot Cosmetics. I love this mascara. I'm obsessed. Yeah, the mascara. The mascara is so good. I'm going to be honest. A lot of Mm -hmm. tears lately. Mascara is holding up. And uh, plus I have like an oily face that requires the type of mascara that Thrive makes, that tubing mascara. The brush is great. The lashes look great. I love love it. it. Love it. It's my favorite. The other thing is no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. It's certified 100% vegan. It's cruelty-free. I recently have come to a place, guys, in my life. I used to not be in this place, and now I'm in this place where I'm like, you know what? I want to make sure that the stuff that I'm putting on my skin and in, like, my eye sockets is 
free of bad stuff and like vegan and like isn't harmful and is cruelty free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just am like full disclosure in the past. I, it, it wasn't, uh, now it is. Now I'm yeah. like, oh, I really want that. And I love the, it's called Thrive Cosmetics and they spell cause instead of how you spell cosmetics. They spell it C-A-U-S-E because the name is purposeful. Every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. So like so you're doing great. two things at once. You're like, I need to look pretty. <laughs> Yeah. You're <laughs> going to spend the money. You're anyway. going to send, the, you know what I mean? And you're like, the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara is so effing good and works so well. The Brilliant Eye Brightener, also really good for your eyes. It's so easy to use. It's foolproof. I also use it like as a highlighter mm. if I just throw one thing into my bag. I, and, yes. And I love the hydrating lip tint as well. I keep a little one in my bedside, even though you don't need tinted lips when you go to sleep. But my lips get really dry during the night. Not with so, that hydrating lip tint. Get into it. I also just like love hydrating the hydrating lip tint because I don't wear like a lot of makeup right. regularly. Right. And the two things, I swear to you, the two things that I'm like obsessed with, Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara yeah. And hydrating lip tint. That's all I need it's for enough. the day. I'm good. Um, and for and like we said, like I said, for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting numerous causes, things that you and I care about, things that are important to me, helping women, like helping the most vulnerable communities. And I really cannot tell you how much I really love the mission. Anyway, now is the time for you to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash best. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash best for 15% off your first order, get the mascara at least, get the mascara and the lip tint and maybe the brilliant eye brightener. You'll really be wrong. happy. You you will be happy. Here's what I've been paying attention to. Yes. Kevin McCarthy getting elected speaker of the house. It took him how many tries? 14 tries. I oh, mean, I was uh, in Sweden, so you know. Yeah, so you missed the I was whole like, exercise. I was like, hey, hey, talk, <laughs> hey, hey, talk, and then somebody would, or I would be like, hey, hey, when I entered a store, like kind of like low under, but like, hey, hey, and everybody speaks Swedish to me because they like literally look at me and think I'm Swedish, uh, which is uh -huh. I do love. Yeah. But then as soon as they do, then I'm like, oh no, actually, I don't know what they're like, saying. Oh, Sorry, I just wanted to tell you that all the sales stuff is over there. And right. And they speak. Let English me know if perfectly. you need any. Yeah. No, literally. They're like, <laughs> let me know if you need any help. I'm like, okay, thank talk. Oh they're like, my you God. really don't you really don't need to say talk. <laughs> thank you though. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so continue. Yeah, I mean, just you know, it's such old news at this point, but it's Kevin McCarthy's fucking fall from what? Fall I from mean, what? Nothing. Who, who knows? Yeah, he was never in a state of grace to begin with. No, he wasn't. Um, mm -mm -mm. It just was like, 
I mean, who knows what's going to happen? And like, I've learned to be, I think, uh, to have a healthy amount of paranoia for whatever Republicans are doing and whatever, you know, so the um, whole thing was so, it seemed so, um, you know, performative. Yes. Yeah. Matt Gates is like literally the worst actor of all time, but he really is acting it up. Yes. So, and also that fucking weirdo, George Santos sitting with what's her name? George Santos, I'd be surprised if that's his actual name. He's lied about every detail of his background. Oh, he's for sure not. There's no Santos in that guy's heritage. Who who even knows? But, like, he's just a nightmare. And I'm like, I guess we we just have him. We just have to, you know, let him be there and... Even though he lied, he got elected on the basis of lies. I mean, I guess. Uh, but like, I don't think Republicans new. give a fuck. No, I they, be don't, honest. they don't care that's at all. That's the truth. I mean, look at like how far whatever his fucking face went in uh, Atlanta, in Georgia. What's his Oh, name? Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. Like yeah. a literal fucking joke. And like yeah. Republicans were like shrug emoji. Yeah. Casting my vote for him. So anyway, so there was all that. I feel like that's such old news at this point, but like also something that we shouldn't stop paying attention to. Um, people talking about excerpts of Prince Harry's book coming out. Well, have that been has been truly wild. 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 That's that, been, I have to say, wild. It's... <laughs> It's interesting. I saw someone, I guess a journalist on Twitter was like, hey, um, I've been assigned a story where I'm supposed to see if people's feelings have changed, if Americans' feelings have changed toward Harry and Meghan based on what they're hearing about his book. And people were like, well, I haven't fucking read the book yet. Like, you know, (laughs) so I wouldn't comment until. But anyway, we know that Harry had a frostbitten penis, apparently, at William When he went to that wedding? When he went to, because he went to Antarctica. Yeah, I guess. Um, sure, what, sure. What else did we hear? I guess that Camilla oh, the, the, is wait, the biggest what leaker. That she is. I think that's what he says. I think so. That yeah, she has the best okay. relationship with the British press. Sure, of course. Um, mm-hmm. What were you? That makes say? sense. That tracks with what I know from the Crown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Meghan was paying for everything. <laughs> herself like paying for all her shit herself like with her credit cards because they told him they had no money for Megan and so she like paid for the repairs on Frogmore Cottage and all the furniture there and was bought, was wearing secondhand clothes and I mean all right secondhand clothes let's everybody calm the fuck yeah, down I mean okay let's just everybody secondhand couture ta- is come on we're gonna take a beat because I too shop on Net-a-Porte yeah. And look for a deal. But like, what the, f- come on, please. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, I should have edited the fucking book. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I should have. They should have fucking called me. I would have killed it. I would have been like, Harry, this, is, this isn't going to play well. This doesn't pass. We're going to pull test. this, we're going to pull this piece out. <laughs> and we leave this stuff in about William Oh, yeah, that William physically attacked him. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. I mean, they're brothers. Yeah, of course. I'm sure my sons tackle each other once in a while, too. I mean, I don't know about it. What was the thing with Courtney Cox, though? I didn't read that. Oh, did he? That he was on mushrooms mushrooms at her house? Courtney Cox's house? 
Honey, haven't we all? No, I'm kidding. I actually haven't. I actually haven't. I actually haven't. But I have been like, real drunk there. That seems um, perfect. That seems great. It's like exactly the place you're supposed to take mushrooms. Yeah. Also, why was he there? And maybe when was one of this? her doesn't she have like the Sunday suppers? Maybe it was one of yeah, that. No, a hundred percent. And because of her like longtime boyfriend who's an Irish musician who okay. was in a very famous like British pop band for a long time. So maybe that there would be a lot of Brits that would show up. Like I was never there for the Ed Sheeran nights, but oh. I do know that Ed Sheeran was there. I do know that Harry Styles back in the day was there. Wow. Now, you guys have to remember a thing, and I want to just reiterate this to you. I started, I did the pilot of Cougar Town when I was 29 years old. I was not even 30 years old. I had just had a baby. She was six months old. I remember Krista and Courtney talking about taking their daughters to see One Direction, and I was like, huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. You know what right? I mean? Like, yeah. I was just in a different, I'm like, definitely, definitely 10 years younger than Courtney, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I'm probably, I might, I'm a little bit younger than that from Krista. And okay. they were just like in, yeah, they had different they were interests. in a different a different point in their with well, their children and like yeah. whatever and so and I'm so sure she they weren't wanting to go see one direction or maybe they were who knows they were I mean Casey <laughs> ask me if I'd like to go see one direction just go ahead would you like to go see one direction yes <laughs> now right now Oh my gosh. Well, that's how that they have broad appeal. That's the whole point of One Direction Honey, is that everyone loves them. They're adorbs. Yeah. Yeah. I got into like, wait, oh my God. Okay. I had a I had a few really funny like moments in Sweden of talking to strangers. Like yeah. somebody online was like, please tell us how to make friends as an adult. And <clears throat> I just want to say, like, very earnestly. If you just talk to everyone, you will make friends as an yeah. adult with people. Yeah. But it requires a level of like pushing past comfort. Yeah. For most people, including myself, by the way, if you read yeah. my book, you fucking know. But I do it in part because I'm just trying to find the love that I don't have for myself. Right. And in part because that's just the way I've always been, the way my mom is, the way that my kids are, like, well, the way the birdie is, not actually cricket. I will just fucking talk to anyone. Yeah. And so when you do that, when you put yourself, if you're a person that's like, I really need more friends, I really would like more friends. Here are my two biggest pieces of advice. Find something you're interested in locally and sign up for a fucking class. Yeah. One. Yeah. Two, something you're interested in that maybe you don't know anything, but like you like, I would love to know how to like take a photography class. Yeah. Emily Beebe just took a mixology class. I mean, I'm learning things every day about her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Which I think is but so cool. Yeah. It is cool. It's very cute. Um, and in 
you know, and Emily's made a couple new friends this year yeah. as adult, as an adult. And like, yeah. it really takes, what it takes is you pushing past your own comfort zone and putting yourself out there in a way that's like real. Like you have to just engage in the yeah. world. You have to yeah. take your headphones fucking out of your ears and you have to stop looking at your phone and you have to like engage with people. You have to listen yeah. to what other people are saying to waiters and interject if you have a piece of information that could be useful. You have to, you know, like there's all kinds of ways that you can start conversations with people, especially like if, when you're traveling or, you know, when you're in a new city that you just moved to or whatever. So, I mean, literally, you guys, my new best friend Jen here in New York and I met at the Apple store. Okay. Right. Right. Like I literally was like chatting, chatting, chatting. She was chatting, chatting, chatting. Cause we both are chatters. And I was like, we gotta be, we have to be friends. Like this is so, you know, yeah. we Instagrammed each other first and then we became friends. You made it happen. Made it happen. I'll say for my part, cause I also saw somebody asking like, how do you make adult friends? And uh, I want to say, first of all, I'm so proud of you because I don't know if this is in any way related, but there's been a real wave on the busy Phillips is doing her best Facebook group of people introducing themselves and saying, here's where I live. Here are my interests. Is there anyone else here who has stuff in common with me? Can we be friends? Which I'm so right. proud of you. I'm and proud I'm, of you guys too. I love I'm that. And I'm so proud of everyone responding. We don't have to be and, alone and we don't have to be isolated no, and no. we don't have to be stuck. Right. You don't have to be stuck in the relationships that don't service you. You just right. don't. Right. And then the other thing I would say, and I know it sounds so obvious, and I'm like the queen of like obvious revelations. No, I was not. I was never taught when I was a kid to ask anyone how they were. I just wasn't. Nobody ever asked me how I was. Nobody ever said, how was your day? Um, and nobody ever said, like, how are you doing? Unless it seemed like I had a problem, like a are real... Are you about to cry? Because I'm about to cry. <laughs> I am. It, I actually am. It just That breaks my heart. I, like, think of, about you, and it breaks my fucking heart, Casey. It just is kind of how it was, you know? Um, unless, unless you were, like, bleeding or having, like, a crisis, nobody really said, like, what's going on with you, you know, or, or like, how was that? Like, nobody ever really had like just those normal kind of conversations. And I don't think I was alone. I don't think like well, any of it's my- It's very common of Gen X, yes, to be honest. Yes. Like and, we and... were very, we we're very much known as like the generation that are the people around us responsible for us. We're like, she's fine. Yeah, like just <laughs> spread very thin and yeah, and like she'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's got to take care of herself. And um and Amelia and I talk about this later too. I think that like there is this very New England, Massachusetts thing maybe that was even like I don't know. I maybe maybe I think it's this way cuz it's like where I lived, but I think there's just there's something about the ethos of Massachusetts that's even more like, what you know, like, what am I going to ask someone how they're like, get over yourself, you know, like, what do you want to tell me, like, how your day was? Yeah, like, people in Massachusetts are assholes. <laughs> they're, they're literally mass called massholes. <laughs> and so, the summer I spent in Boston, <laughs> I have never in my life before or since almost gotten into multiple fisticuffs. <laughs> With people 
all kinds of places. It just brings people it are out just of you. fucking dicks. It just brings it out of you. But so anyway, I have there's no idea also why. so many lovely people in Massachusetts, and right. I would consider myself like I think that I'm pretty lovely. I grew up there, but I just was never taught to like ask how anyone was doing or follow up with anyone. So when I talk about like, I never really knew how to have a friend until, and I always give her credit and she's always like, no, 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 no. But like my friend, Ashley Nicole Black was like my example of like, sometimes you just check in with a person and you ask like, oh, how'd that doctor's appointment go that you were going to or whatever. And like, I'm still not the best at remembering things like that. I feel like she's a cancer too. What I think she's a Gemini. She's a Gemini because I have uh, she, we're triple Gemini um group chat and uh so yeah uh but anyway the one you kicked me out of because I'm not a Gemini. No, no, you were never in that one. It's a different one. <laughs> it's a different. It's like a little New York uh former New York comedy girls uh one. But Who's anyway, the third person. Kristen Bartlett, who I don't oh, think okay. you've it's ever not, had the Chelsea. You've Chelsea. never had the pleasure of meeting Kristen Bartlett, but you should meet her. She's amazing. Um, she's also a TV writer. You'd love her. But she's uh we're all longtime friends. But anyway, um Ashley's the one that really taught me about like just like checking in with someone about like not about career stuff or whatever, just like, oh hey, you said you were gonna get those pants. Did they come in? How do they fit? Do you like them? You know, just like normal shit. And I truly didn't know how to do that and I maybe even felt like I see other people doing that but I would feel like intrusive and like it's not my place to ask somebody (laughs) something like that really weird you know we talked about last week like all these really weird little rules that I have for myself but anyway I'm still not the best at remembering it but I recently met someone at a party and I was like oh I could easily be friends with these folks they're so nice they told me that they were leaving on a certain date to go to Hawaii and I was like I'll never remember this but when she asked for my number so we could text each other I wrote down in my calendar this is when she's leaving for Hawaii and I sent a text saying have a safe trip to Hawaii and like she was like oh my god I'm so touched that you remembered that we were going to Hawaii like well so you know so yes I'm like sometimes I have to behave like a weird little robot that is observing the way humans interact but it works you know it's it works. This is this is what's so fucking fascinating is that and what I'm realizing the longer I'm alive and also the longer I'm I'm like paying attention, which yeah. is maybe recent, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. Um is that everyone is neurodivergent. Everyone. Truly. And everyone's brains work differently. And right. it's and that and the truth is you never fucking know what someone else is thinking or doing right, right, or why. Right. And so all you can do we're just weird little aliens, Casey, is yeah. to your point. And like, that's fucking awesome that you were like, oh, right, that would be a nice thing to do. Somebody had done that to me one time and it felt right. really nice. Right. So you remembered, you wrote it down, which is like, that's what it worked for. That's what works for you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there's real value in everything that you've just said. And I just asking people how they are, yeah. what's going on, and then really listening yeah. is huge. And I was feeling a little 
lonely in Sweden. And Bertie and I had actually a really nice time. We only got into Good. one fight. Oh, that's great. One. Yeah. Casey, just one. That's amazing. It was, it felt amazing. I bet. I'm not kidding. It felt like I was like, I almost was like you with the leaky roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like I almost, almost was like. Called it out. I did it. <laughs> like I parented. <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> She's oh good. But like we really had a nice fucking time. Good. And I was very easy on her in terms of like this was a present I gave to her um, to take her to Sweden. And I was like. The hotel's gorgeous. And I'm like, whatever you want to do. If you yeah. want to stay in this fucking hotel all day long and leave the leave the place once a day, great. Enjoy your enjoy your fucking life. Right. I'm going to this museum today. I'm going to this museum tomorrow. Like I'm planning this. I'm planning that. Yeah. And she joined me. We went to the Vasa Museum, which was so cool. We saw like the big ship or whatever. I'm getting off the track of the point of like making friends with those guys. But the point was that you have to really like talk to people. Oh, and then (laughs) Harry Styles, bringing it back, guys. I'm bringing it back. back. We're going to get back to Harry and Meghan. Um, I was sitting at dinner by myself in the hotel one night. um, And the hotel is just like the most, it literally is like, it's my favorite hotel in the entire world. I'll just tell you the name of it. Who fucking cares? Should I tell them? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Who cares? It's called Etem, which means at home uh-huh. in Swedish. Etem. Oh my God. And guess what I made Birdie do? What? I made her get us taxis and talk to the taxi driver in Swedish. Oh, nice. I know. And like get us home. Oh, and I was good. like, I don't speak Swedish, so you have to do it. Because you can take like, we would take, I took, tra- I when I would go out during the day, I would like take transit, yeah, walk, sure. mostly walk. But like I would take the transit or um, once I called an Uber, but just because it was like dumping snow and I was like yeah. very cold. Um, but so anyway, I was sitting at dinner at the hotel enjoying my little dinner, my fucking full bottle of wine that I drank by myself. And then I was like, oh God, they're going to think I'm an alcoholic. And I was like stressed about it. And there was this cute couple next to me and they were having dinner to celebrate his birthday, his 33rd birthday. And they recognized me from, and you're never going to guess, you're never going to guess it. They recognized you from... An Old Navy commercial? I mean, almost so close. From the one episode of The New Girl that I did. Oh! And you know there's a Swedish theory that's like Massachusetts, like where you, you, you think you're too good for? there. It, there's okay. a Swedish like ideology that's like along the same lines of like, don't think you're too good for right, right. anything. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's not Lagum because, you know, we know what that is. Yeah. Uh, but so the girl, they had had just an, enough drinks to like say something to me. Yeah. Which is very unswedish to yeah. like, to right. ask, you know, like to start a conversation. Right. <clears throat> and they were super cute. And the guy was like, 
we were talking about something and I can't remember what happened. I can't remember why it got brought up or like why he, he brought it up, but he was, he said something about Harry Styles as an actor and like how lame that must be for actors who like then have to see Harry Styles come along and like get parts. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really interesting perspective. I like very respectfully disagree because I think that he's like a kid that's been working since he was a teenager. And I think he's a pretty good actor. And like, I don't know, like you're in a creative field. You get to like jump around, by the way, this ties into our interview with Amelia later. Um, And I, and I think like, I doubt, I would doubt that there are many working actors that are like annoyed that Harry Styles is getting the parts that he's getting and that he's working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just feel like, you know, whatever. And he was like, the way that I was just like really listening to what he was saying. And I was like, what is it that you're not doing in your life? Like, yeah. what is it that you're not pursuing? Because, like, that's all I can think of is that you're yeah. annoyed that Harry yeah. Styles is getting these parts. Right. You know? Are you an right. actor? Like, do you want to be an actor? And he's like, I don't. I don't. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I mean, I do music. And then, uh... like, this whole other side comes out. And, like, he was, like, talking about the music. And his girlfriend's like, he's really good. But they, like, both work in, like, I don't even fucking know, Swedish job. Right. Finance. Something. Right. Literally. Right. Like, yes. something... Oh. So many people in Sweden do finance. Yes. yes. And I was like, you know what I think you need to do? Like, I think you need to, instead of like focusing that outward of like, ugh, look at these people, like so annoying that they're getting whatever. I'm like, work on your fucking music this year. Why don't you make it this? This is your year. It was his Jesus year. 33? Yeah, right? Yeah. Whatever it was, I was like, it's your Jesus year. And they're like, what is that? And I was like, you know, it's your Jesus year. And then I was like, did I make that up? And then I had to look it up. And I, whatever it was, I was right. Okay. But anyway, it's just fucking it. People are interesting. People are fascinating. Yeah. And they're, but like also what was interesting was to like talk to this guy. And once I was like just interested in his creative thing and like, and like, but like, wait, what is it? Like, what are right. you not doing? Like, whatever. I think he realized like, oh, I'm misplacing my feelings right. about Harry Styles when it's really about like, I want to do music and like, right. I want to be out there doing some, doing something creative and like, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I do. I get, I get it because he probably was like, I would like to do the one thing that Harry Styles is already massively successful at. And he's so blase about it. Now he can like go and act in these movies when I would like give my right arm to just do the one thing, which I, I will say like, I can understand that feeling. I also sort of feel like, like Kenny Rogers, like when he had the the Kenny Rogers roasters, I was like, no, just be Kenny Rogers. I was mad that he had a chicken restaurant. And it wasn't because I wanted to be a performer or have a chicken restaurant. I just was like, just let someone else open a chicken restaurant, you know? Like, I just was, felt like that. I mean, I also I, get that because you and I, we've had this conversation too where I'm like, sometimes when like, act, this is part of the reason why... 
a lot of people have brought, my new managers have brought this up. You've been a part of the conversations where people are like, wait, but why are you just like working for other brands and not like, why don't you like cultivate your own shit or whatever? Right, and I'm like, right. because nothing bums me out more than like an actress who has like a line of toasters, you know? Right. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that toast was such a central part of her fucking life. You know right, what I mean? Right. And it's really interesting because like it makes so much sense for Chrissy Teigen, who's not an actor. She's a model. But like you know that the blood in her veins is really about modeling and toast. You know what I mean? Like she loves yes. food. She's always loved food. It's, you know, she and Padma Lakshmi, like if Padma Lakshmi made a, a fucking air, toaster, an air but fryer, by the way, I'd buy it. There are other people <clears throat> in the public domain who also have fucking air fryers and toasters right. and like, right. and like lend their names to like cheap shit that's like manufactured in gross ways. And like, that's not, for right. her. It's right. just not. Like, right. I, as much as I love my expensive life that I can't afford, <laughs> I, <laughs> I weirdly return, oh my God, to my fucking dumb values. And... <laughs> That's why you're not going to get a toaster this year, guys. Sorry. No Busy anyway, Phillips toaster. I just like, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that you, if you're a person who's longing for connection with others, as we all fucking are, you carve out the spaces. And sometimes you're going to get shot down in ways that are like harsh and yeah. embarrassing and mm -hmm. like make you cringe and then, by the way, you will not remember those times. Like you won't remember, and it'll give you minutes later something to talk about with with the next person, the next person. <laughs> and it's just That's like so true. It's the same as like this was always my advice for people that were interested in getting into like TV writing or any kind of writing. I was like, I like to have so many irons in the fire that when people come back to me with a no, I don't even remember having asked for anything. So I have had a million times where somebody is like sends me an email and they're like, hey, listen, it was a really tough decision, but uh, you know, we're we decided to go in another direction. And I'm like, I don't even fucking remember who you are. I don't remember asking. You know what I mean? And it, it hurts so much less when it's like that. But also, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying spread yourself so thin and like, make a million bazillion friends. Cause I also think there's something to be said for having like your close circle. And you know, that's, we always talk about the group chats and how they play an integral part and, you know, but like being, it doesn't, it's fucking free to be friendly to everyone. That's how you get your circle. You know, that's it's free to be friendly and it's free to be actually interested. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else is free? vulnerability yeah it's yeah. free that like when those guys in brooklyn like from brooklyn in stockholm that i met and we very quickly realized like we had mutual friends or whatever and they were like what are you like what's what's up and i was like honestly i'm kind of on my own here like if you guys are free i would eat i would love to eat dinner later yeah. like that's almost cringy and embarrassing. Like they could have been like, no, we have plans. <laughs> you know, they could have said they had plans. They might've had, they didn't have plans. Yeah. Well, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I just was like very like, 
you guys seem nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and we have friends, you know, like we have friends in common. You guys seem great. And like, I'd love to eat dinner if you guys are up for it, you know? Yeah. Like the worst they could say is, oh, shoot, we wish we could. Yeah. We oh, we, w- we wish we could. We have plans with our friends. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Maybe we can have a drink later when you guys get back. Yeah. Which, by the way, it was my first night there. It was so fucking jet lagged that like almost at the end of the dinner, I like truly think I like blacked out like of oh my sleep, sleep exhaustion. Yeah. And I was like, I hit the wall so hard and I was yeah. like. I have to go now. And it was so great to meet you. Like, I was like, I could not see straight. I was yeah. beside myself. Well, Amelia, our guest today. Yes. Should we throw to Amelia? Yeah, let's talk to her. Amelia, our guest today, who we've already talked to. And you guys know that because you've been paying attention. Um, is one such person that like really both of us kind of like put ourselves out on a limb. She's in, she's one half of one of my favorite bands, Sylvanesso. Um, And I saw her perform at Coachella many, many, many years ago. And I remember feeling like I loved the music before I saw them perform. And then when I saw her on stage, I was like, this is a person that is like putting it fucking out there and like, just embracing the joy of what she gets to do. I highly recommend they they're going on tour for their new album, No Rules Sandy. I highly recommend if you can like go with a friend, maybe you meet a friend online. I don't know. And you um go dance your fucking ass off. Constance Zimmer and I, and you know, Constance and I, I posted that video early today. Of, oh yeah. Of Cricket Bird. and Coke. Oh, cricket. Cricket. oh my God. No, it was oh Birdie. God. It was Birdie. It was Birdie. Okay. You're right. Birdie and Birdie Coco. And Coco um, who's Constance's daughter who just turned 15 um, when they were four and five, respectively, uh, doing a scene from As You Like It at their preschool, their Montessori preschool that like did Shakespeare. Yeah. And, um, and I like Constance and I have known each other for a million years. We literally met in audition rooms yeah, for parts that one of us didn't get and right. sometimes both of us didn't get right. and uh, had daughters roughly the same age and ended up at the same preschool and, you know, were really close for a period of time, but then like life and distance and she was working in Vancouver forever and blah, 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 whatever. And when we like, we hadn't hung out just the two of us for so fucking long and she was in New Jersey working in this fall this past fall and reached out to me and was like hey I'm here um I would really love to see you and I'm like my friend Amelia who I met online basically and then became friends in real life um is playing at Forest Hills Stadium should we go and dance and she was like that sounds perfect. And we took the train there and we went and we danced our fucking asses off and we had the best, best, best night. It was truly so fun. Uh-huh. So let's talk to Amelia. You know what that sound means? It means another sale with Shopify. It's your sign to this year finally forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and start your own New Year's resolution. You should start selling whatever you have to sell on Shopify. 
Guys, here's the deal. You know who uses uh, Shopify to sell their stuff? We do. You know who? You know who? You know who? We, it's us. Guys, it's, guys <laughs> did you guess? Because it's us. Um, it's time, though. Like, I don't know whether you want to sell, like, cute T-shirts. <gasps> oh, my God. Christine, BFF from Arizona, and I had dinner and weirdly didn't take a picture together. But she told me about the most amazing, like, business selling things that she has, like, come up with and designed. Oh, nice. And I directed her directly to Shopify because it's like a very easy to navigate commerce platform. It's packed with industry leading tools that will help you ignite your growth. And it gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to like learn any new skills in design or coding. And thanks to 24 seven help and an extensive business course library shopify is there to support your success every step of the way if we can do it you definitely can do it whether it's starting a podcast or selling something on shopify like guys (laughs) all we're saying is that we're no experts and we've figured this out okay and it works for us and like really well so this is it's all possibility like right now i love this moment in the year because we are just living in pure possibility. That's it. Yeah. So it's powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash her best, all lowercase. I'm actually literally texting Christine this as I'm <laughs> saying it so that she can use the code immediately and do it. Uh, go to shopify.com slash her best to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash her best. Athletic greens. I think it was good. I do love it. Yeah. I love AG1. It is so easy. Well, let's say what AG1 is. That's a great point. It's a great point. It's like how I introduce guests. Not at all. Um, Guys, AG1 is the answer to all of those vitamins and minerals and things that you're trying to take all together that add up and also make you gag because you're like, I literally can't take one more pill. Um, AG1 is one scoop of like a delicious tasting blend of like probiotics, adaptogens, whole food sourced superfoods, vitamins, and minerals, over 75 high quality 75 of them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, And you mix it right up or you can mix it in a smoothie. It tastes great. It's such an easy habit to build going into the new year. Maybe you had some, you know, resolutions or whatever whatever you want to. Whatever. You want better health this year. So do I. That's what I want. I want that too. And Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science. There's constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. It fits into whatever eating lifestyle you're currently vibing on. Um, And no GMOs and no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, which is great. And it tastes kind of literally amazing. 
And also, it's really easy, which I just love because I'm lazy. I'm not going to open 75 bottles of anything. I mean, I tried it once. Yeah, I'm not doing it. It didn't last. They always say the best habit is the one that you can stick with. And this is one that's so easy for me to stick with. I love that. I love that. It's same. It's a very big, hard same for me. Anyway, right now, guys, I want it to be a same for you. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into continuing on the journey of the germs that are flying around. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it very easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, and, sorry, I got so excited, (laughs) five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash busy to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We love you, Athletic Greens. Um, okay. Let's talk to Amelia. She's here. This is so exciting. Hi. 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 Oh, we can hear you. Let's introduce Yay. Amelia so that no. we have editing No, we're not going. No, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no introduction necessary. Amelia, I'm Casey. It's nice to meet you. Busy hates to introduce our guest, and then we have to get like very creative with how we let people know who this other person is that just joined us. Okay, guys. <laughs> For for years, you know, I have loved, oh God, which Coachella was it that I saw you at the very first time when you played like at 2 p.m. in a tent? Oh, yeah. And you killed it so fucking hard. You're so nice to me. And I didn't even know, I mean, I didn't even know that we had mutual connections and I just, I was like obsessed with you and your band Sylvan Esso guys the band Sylvan Esso but what Coachella was that that was it was a very long time ago I think it must have been 2015 2000 yeah maybe 16 maybe I feel no, like it was, I think it was earlier I think 14. it was before Trump it oh was my god Trump. I still had like a lot of um hope in my, <laughs> in my body like I can when, feel it yeah know? Gosh, isn't it weird feeling in like into the layers of hope that we've lost? Ooh, what a yeah. dark way to begin. It's so Welcome dark. Welcome to this podcast. <laughs> I feel like, you know how president they always like show, they make it a point to show how much presidents aged. Mm. Oh, I feel like we all aged. I feel oh. like we all took the aging on. I've aged so hard in the last like three years now since the pandemic like it's wild but then also I guess you could argue that I've gone from like 40 to 43 so yeah we've also aged like I've also also actually just aged not Um, to be like a super downer Amelia but my mom just passed away like a couple weeks ago and mm -hmm. I feel like in those days since I feel like like my face is a different face. It's so weird. And I'm like, that seems like insult to injury. You know? <laughs> grief, grief ages you. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. In, I think like on a cellular level, 
That's just right? rude. Yeah. That's I rude. So. I yeah, think it's, it's wrong. And Grief should up. like tighten everything up, like just for a little, you know, for a little Look, bit. It should be like a cold plunge because it feels yes. like that. Oh. Your yes. skin should just be like ping yes. when you're in the in the midst of true grief. Ugh, yes. But I'm like, what is like, I, I've never had an eye bag in my life. And now I have two every morning just for the past couple of weeks. And I'm like, that's fucking rude. I don't well, know. I Your know skin what looks pretty good yeah, right you now. Look great to me. You look you. Good. That's very nice. Thank you. But yeah, I don't, I'm not here for any of the things that are aging us. Like I want to age because of like life, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Like, I want to be one of those ladies that's like, these are my laugh lines. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is just from me enjoying my life and living it and laughing and loving. God, and instead, yes, I'm like, please. there was a pandemic <laughs> and I'm getting divorced and I moved across country where I don't know anyone and I didn't get to say goodbye to the house that I loved and built for 14 years. And also, oh. yeah. It's I wish lot. you guys could see Amelia right now because we always She's talk so about beautiful. like the light I'm going to take a picture. Yeah. But you also have like, what kind of flowers are those poppies? I put these in frame for you because I'm a fan of the pod. Oh. Also, well, partially because I've been like a true creep and asked twice to be on the podcast <laughs> because I'm a thirsty bitch. These are my favorite Icelandic poppies. They're beautiful. <gasps> they're I, beautiful. They're like grown and taken care of and uh, made to live for a long time by an incredible farm in North Carolina where I live. Um, each stem is hand seared so that they last for like a week and a half. Wow. And each of the petals are lovingly hand peeled like by this incredible farmer. Wow. And me, it's like... The farmer's market in Durham, North Carolina starts with a bell at 10. And it's like (laughs) me and like a bunch of like octogenarian ladies who like look like future me's. And we all literally throw elbows to get to the poppies. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so gorgeous. And God love that farmer. Yeah. Can you imagine being that focused on and dedicated? I mean, that's like, that's enlightenment, right? Well, Amelia, you are one half. You are one half of the band Sylvan Esso. There. Was that a good introduction? Yes. That perfect. was a great okay. introduction. Jesus Christ. Just, that's anyway, just how easy it do, is. Do you, but, but I don't know if you're a person, like, are, his, his thing is poppies, is like the care and love of the poppies. Like, do you feel that way about your music, Amelia? Oh my gosh. You mean like. Like are, a, is your, a, are your songs your poppies? Oh, boy. I do feel like I'm a steward to my own creative process. Ooh. That's, mm. Yeah, in that, like, at the moment, um, in my preparation for coming on the podcast, I saw that, of course, we are constantly returning to the theme of this show, which is pivoting. Yes. And I thought, I was thinking about how... Um, when you're a creative person that is like, you know, both of you are like excellent writers. When you're, you have to like be constantly creating the environment that is going to create the spark. Yeah. Mm. So I think of myself like, I think, I feel like creating the spark is my poppies. Do you know what I mean? That's really interesting. It's that fantastic. It's literally exactly what I needed to hear in this moment. Yeah. 
just creating an environment, creating the environment to like bring the spark because I was just in Sweden last week, which was incredible. We haven't even talked about it yet on the podcast. I want to hear about everything you ate. (laughs) I ate such good stuff, but then also Birdie was very jet lagged and wanted to stay in our beautiful, beautiful hotel and they had such good food and they would just like cook anything that you wanted for you. So like it's the best hotel in the world. If you, do you guys have you done a European tour for this album? Um, we haven't yet. We actually just we announced the European dates like a week ago, but we just announced the whole tour today. <gasps> Congratulations! Really Yay! Thank you. Thanks. If you want to go check out Sylvan Esso on tour, it's the, uh, literally the greatest time you'll have. You'll it's the most fun, most fun dancing, best time ever. <laughs> and you can just go to sylvanesso.com, right, to find the dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so simple. You kept it so simple. You're so smart. We try. I try. <gasps> also, if we don't do it simply, everyone on the internet screams at us, which I always yes. forget. I always yes. forget that, like, whenever you announce tour dates. Everyone just screams at you for like not going to Seattle. You're not going to their city. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. Here's that is so wild though. They're like, God, I know you're going to 87 cities, but it's, why aren't you coming to Toledo? One hundred percent. Or they're we like, went you to Toledo hate, last last yeah, time. They're like, you hate Texas. You're boycotting Texas, and I'm like, bitch, I go there like fucking twice a year. <laughs> Do you guys, you know, the comedian Jen Kirkman, uh, like, I know who she is. Sometimes it really entertains me when she's like, she just tells people to like, she just refers people to like her website. And like, when she like shows people that she just was in the city that they were complaining about, uh, that, that she's not going to. And she's like, you know, which I, I've never been in this position, busy and Amelia. You have a lot of experience with this, but this is like my first foray into like going into going to cities and uh, potentially disappointing people or exciting people. But I try to remember that it's like that individual people um, don't realize that it's cumulative, like the complaining. <laughs> so it just feels yeah. like one really big person yelling at you when it's really like a thousand people with like minor complaints that they probably don't think anything of, you know, but, um, but it is really hard. It's very hard to feel like, Oh, like I'm trying to make everyone happy. I just, uh, how far is it? And then I get into like trying to do social work for people. Like how, how well, like it's a two hour drive to here. Could you make it? Could like you arrange a carpool? And then I'm like, what am I doing? I can't. I can't. You don't need to do that for them. No. And so I can't imagine a real, like a legit mini city tour, what that must even feel like. It's fine. And at this point I've done, like, I forget every time that, that you get so stoked to announce a tour and then everyone's like, come to, like, you hate this thing. Why aren't you coming to Florida? I'm so upset. And then they don't think about it for the rest of the day. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's stuck oh. with you. It's like a part. It's like a part of you. Well, that's Death the whole by a thing, thousand right? Comments. Yeah, yeah, and this is the curse of the internet, also, right. because yeah. like, you know, people like meet fire emojis and call me a queen all day, and then one person is like, eh. and then right. I, you know, it makes me feel bad all day long. <gasps> right. So we, I've one hundred percent worked with people who are like, they'll, you know, send me 
a scathing comment about something that we did together. And I'm like, okay, well, but, and then I'll go and look and there will be like a thousand amazing comments and they dug out and found the one comment of the one person because that it just holds more weight, which is, I mean, I guess that's a good lesson for life, but it really sucks. Well, does it hold more weight or is that on it feels us. like it does. If it, well, it's like you know, we all remember the time someone was shitty to us when we right. were fifteen, but we don't remember the million times someone was kind to us. You still remember that person saying that you had T Rex arms or something? I look like a dinosaur. Casey. That you look like a dinosaur. Yeah, Who said that. Let's kill early them. internet. <laughs> early internet. IMDb had uh like a chat feature on the pages, on the actor pages. And I made the huge mistake of looking at mine. Mm -hmm. And it was, but it was like early internet. I didn't even know. I didn't know that it was going to be mean. Yeah. And how would I? I was also, by the way, 20 years old. (laughs) Like I was a baby. And I read a couple nice things and then most of them were just very unkind about my appearance and my body and all of the rest of it and or how annoying I am or my voice whatever and then the but the one that really stuck with me like really imprinted <laughs> on me Amelia is Amelia's doing T-Rex guy <laughs> who was like I've been trying to figure out what Busy Phillips reminds me of for so long, and I figured it out. She reminds me of a T-Rex. Oh, my God. She looks like a T-Rex. And I was like, I get it. I get it. And he's right. And my God. You know what I mean? Like, I literally was like, "Oh God, that's, you know. My friend Bonnie said this thing to me today that's really interesting. She was like, you know, you're thing that you constantly battle busy is that you always like default to it being about you when it's not about you oh my god what that is a real friend and also (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) yeah yeah bonnie bonnie is like we should have we have to have bonnie you guys my door dash is here hold on (laughs) what did you get to eat we we guessed soup Great gas. Great gas. A turkey sandwich. Oh. And a a celery juice. Trying to reconnect with myself, guys. This is what I'm... Wait, Casey. Casey's face. Because you said celery juice tastes tastes rotten in in New York. York. Yeah. Well, I got it from a new place. I'm trying. I'm trying. The produce here, talk about, I mean, the farmer's market. Oh, The the produce here sucks. Yeah, I know. But you're, yeah, Californian, different. Yeah. What do you think? Trash? Absolutely not. Damn. (laughs) Just literally disgusting. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) You have to get, you have to get Amelia to send you celery from her magical farmer's market. Yeah, no shit. I'm not kidding you. You guys, it's taken everything in my person to not immediately start Googling the poppy guy to see if I can convince him to ship me <laughs> the poppies. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know if Bluebird, Bluebird Meadows is where is the farm where I got on. these poppies from. Come on, guys. And, Bluebird Meadows. Um, yeah. Let's shout them out. Bluebird it's, Meadows. They're they might, right now. 
They're so They might gorgeous. ship. They also will drop groceries off at your house if you live in Durham, North Carolina oh on my Wednesdays. Gosh. Yeah. I love Bluebird Meadows. We love them. They're great. Oh my gosh. Um, so I have a question about you were talking about I thought what you said about being a good steward for your creative self was so interesting. Me too. Because you were talking about like, you know, creating an environment in which your creative self can do be their thrive. best. Thrive. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be their best. Mm-hmm. Create. My question is what about when your creative self is being like a brat, like a petulant brat who doesn't <laughs> want to do their only job? Oh, uh, then I like, I really, mm, yep. This is, the answer is kind of embarrassing, mostly because it shows uh, what a lovely life I lead, lead. But like, if my creative self is being a brat, then I'm like, Okay, little buddy, like, let's go out for a little, you know, like, I treat myself like a little baby. And we like, let's go out for a little walk and go and look at some things. And like, let's go get you a treat. And or like, or I run errands, which is my favorite thing to do. You love to run errands. You show yourself compassion and kindness and you treat your like self the way that you would treat a really good friend who was creatively blocked. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so I guess that's a good thing. Amazing. That's genius. Yes. It's genius. Like, you know what I do? I'm like, flagellation. I'm like, oh, you're so fucking, why can't you just work? Why can't you, you know, like in Sweden, I was really having a hard time because in Sweden, I thought I'm going to have all this time to myself. I'm going to like really get some work done. I'm going to really like read. But were you on vacation, babe? It's, my life is a vacation in a way. So it's confusing. Um, I understand. Designating, you know what I'm saying? And so, and so I wanted to do work. I have like things that I have been wanting to work on and it just Mm. like emotionally, I'm just not in that place in this moment. And like, yeah, I just didn't. And I was a little bit weirdly hard on myself about it. Yeah. I also did take a lot of walks in snow. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, so hard to not be hard on yourself when it's when it's about like productivity. Also, like when the productivity because productivity with creative work looks like freaking everything and changes all of the time. Like it can be like I read this whole book, or it can be like today I organized all of my colored pencils, or like I wrote a song, right. or like I wrote you know like that's the real thing. But like you can't think about it in terms of you know. Creativity lives outside of capitalism, even though we just try to constantly slam it into the into the peg of capitalism. Yeah. But it's slammed for us, right? It's, yeah, it is slammed for us. It's, it's slammed for us, and we do the slamming, and everyone else does the slamming. Everyone's slamming. It's true. One time, I used to be such an avid Twitter user, and oh. um, back when it was, you know, back when it a was nice good place. and fun and a nice, a nice place, yeah. And one uh, one time, somebody like just somebody that followed me messaged me and said, like, "Hey, are you okay? I haven't seen you on around on Twitter a lot lately, and I just wanted to make sure you are okay." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally okay, but why haven't I been?" And then I was like, "Oh." I sell every word I think of. 
You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't even have any extra words to put on here for free and for fun. I sell every idea that I think of. Or, you know, I'm in the process of trying to sell every idea that I think of. And that was like a shitty feeling. Yeah. 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 So now I try to keep some ideas for myself, maybe a little too much. But yeah, that's a weird thing that we're like, we're trying to make a living doing these creative things. And I think everyone is creative. uh, Absolutely. in, In some way. But man, we really like rolled the dice the three of us really rolled the dice on solely supporting ourselves being creative yeah exactly when you decide yeah creative i the the weird gatekeeping of like who's creative and who's not is just absolute trash but when you're trying (laughs) like when you're trying to support yourself with your like brain and your body and your like every traumatic event that's ever happened to you (laughs) and like the move pushing it forward into like monetization, virality, and popularity. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah, it it's sounds. Exhausting. It actually, yeah, describing it like that kind of sounds like torture. <laughs> it, it it can be a little bit, and it's it's so weird. I think I think it's a good thing to acknowledge how just how creative every pediatrician, teacher, librarian. I was about to say like teachers are the most creative. I mean, most yes. teachers are the no. most. Like yes. creative people. Did you guys see that thing that was viral like a little bit ago on social media of the teacher, the preschool teacher who would, as like a gift to her preschoolers at the end of the, or kindergartners at the end of the year, crocheted them uh, or sewed them a stuffed animal based on a picture that the kid had drawn that yes. year in class? Yes. I saw that. Like. Incredible. It's incredible. And she's just doing that out of like love and being like, this could be, this is a thing. Like these kids, I want to encourage them to continue to remember like the creatures that they Mm. come up with. And like, I don't know. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My friend Will, I was just, I went over to my pal Will's house to play board games with his brand new sweetie, Mary. And Mary... (laughs) Mary, who I adore. Um, congratulations, Will. Congratulations, Mary, uh, in meeting each other. Mary pointed out that at a certain point she'd lived in a different city and she had where she had two different friend groups. One friend group was lesbians who were all teachers, and the other friend group was artists. And she would talk about how the artists, like the way they were both treated when she would talk about each group to other people like she was basically like all of the artists were constantly treated with reverence and respect and all of the teachers were treated like by someone like grabbing their 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 like forearm and being like that is so sweet that you teach those kids oh my god I hate it I hate it so much yeah and she was like what if we just reversed it like what if the teachers are because like they literally create the pathway for everyone to become an artist right or like any everyone to, or anything for anything. everyone to become creative like they do they do that and yeah. we don't and still we do this horrible thing to them we're, we're like that's so great that you hey that you made those little stuffed animals for those weird stupid babies that you <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude and wrong 
Busy, the fact that you are doing this and eating a turkey sandwich, you are so fucking cool. (laughs) I'm really not. I really had a two-hour therapy session earlier that I meant to eat during therapy, but then it was just too much emotions. You can't like cry and have turkey sandwich falling out of your mouth. I no. love crying and eating. Crying and eating is one of my favorite do pastimes. You? Oh yes. my gosh. I, I like to do one of my favorite pastimes, which, which is walking around New York City crying yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nothing so like romantic. having like like I got a th- I got like a thing, a text, and I was like standing on a street corner in New York and I just like started sobbing and I was like this feels right. I like this. <laughs> like I was like this is good. This is good that I'm right here in this moment. Like, it's so much better to be, like, in the middle of, like, literally, I was, like, across from Stonewall, like, the Stonewall Inn. I was, like, Mm -hmm. this is exactly where I want to, like, be confronted with a thing and, like, cry hysterically for a minute. New York City will take care of you when you're crying. Yes! It's like like crying in a Waffle House. Like, everyone, like, sees you and, like, lets you be. They yeah, and they it. let you be, and they're also just, like, sending you good vibes. Like, you yeah. know it. You know they're sending you good vibes. Yeah. Sending you good vibes. Mm-hmm. One um, time I was with our friend Paul F. Tompkins. I don't know if you know him, Amelia. Very talented comedian. But We love um, him. Uh, a woman was crying across from us, and I just uh, handed her a tissue, and she started crying harder, and he was like, you made her cry harder. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, this is – get." Trust me, she she needed it. That's the well, I'm just helping her get to the end of the crying, you know. Can you help. That's so <laughs> nice. Well, because there's that thing that you're holding on a little bit until someone asks you if you're Are you okay, okay or if somebody shows you kindness. Sometimes Any kindness. that can feel that can feel really overwhelming emotionally and in those moments. Like Mark's been very nice to me the last few days and like having like my X be so kind to me while I'm like moving through grief has really been like sadder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like broken my heart more. Like I'm mm. like, yeah. What yeah. is that? Not to try to I'm not trying to top your story. Please Just do along those lines. I was going through something in New York City. I don't even know what it was. I was just feeling very isolated and my job was, I don't know. I just was going through something and a doorman tipped his hat to me and said, how no. are you, how are no. you today, miss? And I burst out crying <laughs> in his face and he was like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I was like, sir, thank you. I, I don't love know. that. I actually love that. It was, I mean, it was what I needed. I needed someone to like pop the balloon and, you know, and make me realize that like I was feeling a thing. And he was like the first person that regarded me in a long Mm. time, you know? Mm. Saw you. He saw you. Yeah, he saw me. Like we're like all waiting for somebody to recognize, right? To see. Yeah. That's like why I was convinced that I used to fall all the time. Because I was like waiting for somebody to be like, are you okay? Are you in pain? What's happening? Yeah. Um, have you had those moments in New York, yeah. Amelia? A lot of when you lived before you lived in a place where everyone sees you and gives you beautiful brings you flowers. I would argue that one, I feel very seen where I live, but I think the way that people see you in New York is very different because um, 
The way I used to describe it to my my partner Sandy is that like uh it, because you don't have any very many trees to commune with in New York, you're constantly communing with the people around you. Like you treat everybody like an element of your environment in a totally different way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Like and so like which is why there's also just an overall sense of like true community that like doesn't exist in any other city in the world, I don't think. Yeah. The fact that like every time anyone brings their baby carriage to the edge of the stairs of the subway, like someone is there to help. You know? Yeah. 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 It's almost Scandi in a way. It's like almost Icelandic, like how people like leave all their babies outside of the grocery store there and you can just like wave hi to all the babies. Like there's a right. sense of like communal right. living. Caretaking. Right. In a beautiful and communal way. caretaking. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I wonder if I that ever happened to me in New York. I cried all over. I cry in public all the time. I'm like a true I'm a a, a true cancerian in that way. In that like if I need to cry, it's it's out there. It's happening. Yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. When is your birthday again? July 2nd. Right, right, right. Same Aww. as Cricket. I knew that. Mhm. Same as Cricket. I just, same as Cricket. And when I was in Sweden, mm-hmm. do you remember that very cool uh, clothing store in Brooklyn called Bird Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yes. of course. So Jen, who owned Bird Brooklyn, who I literally had met one time like a million years ago, but someone had put me, a mutual friend had put me in touch with her because, you know, Birdie's like considering this move to the boarding school in Sweden. Jen's husband is Swedish and, you know, she closed Bird Brooklyn and they moved to Sweden. They live in outside oh. of Stockholm. Oh and so God. while I was there, I texted her and was like, do you want to get lunch? And we had like the greatest day. We had so much fun together. We literally have never hung out before and we just had like oh. the best time. Guess when her birthday is? July 2nd? Yep. No way. That's right. Wow. That makes so much sense. That store was fantastic. Totally. It was a good store. It was I mean, a the, good you guys, store. There, it was this clothing store in Brooklyn. Not that, to speak well about myself, also being like, of course it was perfect because of my birthday. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And cricket, and cricket. And you cricket. remind me of you remind me a lot of cricket, I have to say. Yeah, like you do. Like I think you're very magical, Amelia. I always you. have thought that. Like, Thanks. and you know, we did. I saw before I knew you. And Amelia happens to be the cousin. Cousin? Cousin. Mm-hmm. Cousin of Cricket's godfather, Ed Drosty, from the band Grizzly Bear. I do want to say, let's just really... Fa- We've never even had this conversation on the podcast. I'm digressing a little bit because this is so interesting to me. Now, with all the like Nepo baby conversations, which I really do think are like red herrings for the fact that like... I don't know. Donald Trump should be indicted, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's write articles about that. One thing that I feel like people have not sunk their little teeth into yet is that talents and abilities run in family lines. Yeah. It's true. Like yeah. people who are inclined mathematically oftentimes have children that are really great at math, right? And like people who are lawyers and then their kids are lawyers or whatever. It's not just because they're doing what their parents do. It's because they ha- there's like an innate thing inside of them that's like drawn to it because they're 
good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also think that particularly with show business, I think show business is like a big leap for like a lot of people are interested in pursuing like a creative life. A lot of people who have like maybe a not necessarily creative family and you can speak to this busy. I mean, your mom was creative, but she, that wasn't her path in life. No, she was a real estate agent, but yes. I'm sure like I, they were supportive, but for like every supportive family, I know there's a million families that are like we're, you know, this isn't a real job. You're, there's no way you're going to be successful at this. We can't support you if you decide to do this. You're on your own. Blah, blah. We've all heard a million stories. I think for people that grow up in a family where people are performers or whatever, you just see that it can be real. You see that it can be possible. And your parents can't turn around and tell you it's not possible. They're fucking doing it. So, right. you know what I mean? So I think that like seeing it as a reality is plays a huge part in it too because for other people who d- don't grow up that way, they're kind of like already at a disadvantage, not a disadvantage, but they're they're starting late because they still have to get over the hump of seeing it as possible where someone else has been seeing it that way all along in their life from jump, you know? Yeah, I do think though that like, I do think that talent is inherited. Like mm, I do. Sure. And, and sure. I think, and I think that a misconception is that talent can be taught. I don't think it can. I'm personally of the mindset that talent really can't be taught. And that like there's a thing that certain people are able to harness that other Mm. people just for whatever reason just can't. They just quite get there. They just don't. I mean, listen, even if your dad is whoever, who who are we talking about? Even if your dad is George Tom Hanks. George Clooney. Or or (laughs) George Clooney. Yeah. (laughs) My friend Tom. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it you might get a movie because you're their kid. Like if we're being real talk, like someone might be willing to talk to you and put you in a movie. But if you're not good, you're not gonna probably get into like a high quality second movie or third movie. Like it like the nepotism wears off after a while if you're not a great gamble for people to to put you in their work. So, oh, you know. That's I mean, that's also like 100% the whole thing, which is I wonder if this is true in music. I know that nepo babies in music are like a real trigger point for some people because but it really in music I feel like it more means n- Maybe people who had connections, but people who have like wealth, they Mm. come from money. And so they're able to pursue because music is becoming increasingly harder to make a living, right? Yeah, it is. But also it's the same, it's the same world though, where like when you're like, if you're the, the progeny of some famous actor, like you just have to be excellent and you're fine and you have to be kind. And I think that's like, that's the main, the Nepo baby conversation. First of all, I think it's just because everyone likes saying Nepo. Second, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. And baby. Uh, and baby. And baby. I love saying baby. Babies. It's a, it's a, it's an, it, there's a reason why it's like the most used song lyric. It's the most fun thing to baby. say. Baby. Yeah. Baby. <gasps> baby. Um. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Nepo babies. Everyone likes saying Nepo babies. Oh yeah. Also, that like that your 
Casey, what you were saying about like how you have to be, you can, you can only glean so much shine from your family in the, in this industry. You pretty much once you get like one shine time and then you have to prove it. Otherwise right. it's the same with music. Like that's one of my favorite parts about music. And the reason why I got into it is that I think it's an art form that everyone feels like they're able to judge and decide if they like or don't like, mm, as opposed right. to like painting or modern dance or like, contemporary dance i'm working on saying contemporary dance because when i say modern dance it shows my age (laughs) um uh contemporary dance like people have fear around judging it whereas with music people are like i like this or they don't like it and that's and that's that and that's it right yeah and that's the word right yeah people are like i feel it or i don't feel it and that's cool like and they like and no one feels hesitant about that and so like yeah, like you can be like, you know, Bob Dylan's son or whatever, but if you can't write a song, like bye-bye, you know? Right. It's very true. I, I also mean, like... A what, huge sorry, example babe. in music, no, it's just like, I mean, look at John Lennon's kids. Like we got what we got from them and that's it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. But like it's not, you know, Julian Lennon never was John Lennon and I'm happy for him because that would be weird. You know, it would be weird. <laughs> also, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird when people are their parents. You're like, oh no, like yeah. something bad. This is not okay. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. All of them Beatles have kids. And we don't, th- there's no Beatles right now, though, still. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is good for them. They should lead their own lives. Yeah. Bless it. One Beatles, one Beatles alone. There could only be one. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. you know what BetterHelp is the service that helps you find someone to talk to when you need someone to talk to working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself and isn't that what we're all looking for if you're a person who has been to therapy as as we are you know how vital therapy is to your health and mental well-being. And listen, I had therapy today for almost two hours, two full (laughs) hours, guys. And all I'm saying is that if I could do it for almost two full hours and I've got another one scheduled in a day and a half for an hour, you can do, you can log into BetterHelp and, uh, (laughs) And you can find someone that's going to help you. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched to a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge if someone's not clicking for you. If you're like, I don't know about this vibe, you can get which a new so, vibe. Which is so great because mm-hmm. BetterHelp wants you to match with the therapist that is right for you. So whether you're trying to learn coping skills or how to set boundaries, who doesn't need that? Everybody needs it. We need that. Everybody needs it. When you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. Guys, if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash busy to get 10% off your first month. That's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash busy and you will get 10% off your first month thanks better help 
You know, I really came around on the Beatles, Casey. Did you? Did you not well, like yeah. them? I didn't like them. What's yeah. your favorite record? By well, them? I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I just, I've come around on them, like, because I realized sort of late in life how much I love George Harrison. Mm-hmm. And then once lovable. I connected, once I connected that, like, because my mom was a real Paul girl. But- and He's my also mom very lovable. Yeah. Loved the Beatles. Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and Wings when I, I think that's actually my first concert ever. I love Wings with my parents. Yeah. Um, at like a stadium. Anyway, yeah. uh, Amelia, what was your first concert? Do you remember? Yes, it was um, Little Feet, and then it was Jeff oh. Beck, and then the one that I, and then but really. My first concert that I wanted to go to was 98 Degrees at the Tweeter Center. Oh. Amazing. Did you, the fir- the first concert great. I wanted to go to was Debbie Gibson. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Not Deborah. Not Deborah. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie. We, Debbie. Were, we were still Debbie. Debbie. Oh, my goodness. Now she DMs me. That's so The nice. world is crazy. It's yeah. What wild. is this beautiful world that we live in? What was your first concert? Um, I went to see Brian Adams and yes. uh, mm. the the Hooters opened for him. Amazing. And um Oof. I don't know who the Hooters are, but yeah, I were just they named like the name. after the restaurant? Or no. Pre or post restaurant. <laughs> I think they were simultaneous. But here's the mm. weird thing is that uh this is years I was a uh, I think uh sophomore in high school and my mom had just randomly gotten me tickets being like she must like Brian Adams because she was definitely never going to get me Prince tickets let's be honest um because it was too it was too racy uh for her um but here's the weird thing is it was at the Worcester Centrum in Massachusetts and this is years before I met my husband but he was at that same concert the same on some random Tuesday night went to see Brian Adams and the Hooters uh was, I love did, that. Are you from Massachusetts? I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, I'm from Fitchburg. Oh, fuck yeah. I grew up in Cambridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you hear about the big Massachusetts news today? No. What? What's I didn't. Up? Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were seen at a couple different Dunkin' Donuts, and <gasps> they're, uh, he was serving people in the drive-thru, and so I think we're getting commercials starring Dunkin' Donuts commercials starring Ben Affleck. Oh, bless it. Well, that... I'm like, I'm actually... Nothing is is better than that news. Today, I needed that. I needed that win. I needed that win today. They knew. I needed that win. You know, Duncan, I worked with Duncan. I loved him. Yeah. Remember? I did a thing with Duncan. It was yes, like Duncan I and Carmen. I was so jealous because Raymond went with you and I was like, I should be there. I mean, I know it's not my job and it's Raymond's job, but I should be there with Busy when she's doing Dunkin' Donuts business. Yeah. Oh, Official so Dunkin' cool. business. Do you Did have you... Dunkin' Donuts where you live, Amelia? No. Oh my gosh. Well, there's like two. There's two. But me okay. and like, I don't really like, is it really a real one unless you're in like, unless you like whip off the I-95. You yeah, know? and like a 15-year-old girl is half asleep and gives you like a little attitude. Yeah, 100%. That's a, like, gosh, when we're on tour, like, <laughs> the minute we go through like a toll booth <laughs> where like someone's like really salty and like has yes. those long A's, I like, my like body begins to sing. <laughs> I'm so, I love it. Like, 
be mean to me, it makes me feel so safe. <laughs> when you're in LA, you we have to go to dinner. Um, you, me, my husband, maybe my kids, if you're uh, not yes, against please. it, and just talk about like what it is about Massachusetts in particular, where people are just so salty. Oh God, I love it so much. <laughs> It makes me feel so good. We talk Lord. about it all the time. My kids love to do, they love to do an impression of my family's thick accent and just like, <laughs> uh, just like disrespecting, you know, everything that you're about. In God, <laughs> yes. You know who did it really well was um, that show Hacks. When yes, they show yeah. like her mother and father, like yes. that. Also, that like tipped into like the the like mania anxiety energy of yes. the Northeast that I love so much. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, I did this podcast one time where I somebody was asking me to describe what I meant when I was talking about like this. Yeah, like that energy, and I was like, one time my aunt and uncle <laughs> bought a condo in the same condo complex as my mom. Mm-hmm. And they ripped out all the carpets, all the carpets, the perfectly good carpets, and replaced it with white carpets. And my mom was furious with my aunt, <laughs> furious. And I was like, what are you mad about? And she was like, who does she think she is? And I just was like, what are you mad about? And she was like, "I the nearest I could get is that like she took out perfectly good carpets and replaced them with white carpets. She which- thinks she's too good. She thinks yeah, she that's thinks what it is. She, she, thinks she thinks she's, she's better than good. me. She thinks she's, she thinks better, she's better than me. Better than me. And that it occurred, <laughs> and that it occurred to her to do it. That's what would make me yes, really mad. Yes, to be like, oh, you treat yourself this nice, where you look at something and think this could be improved. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. But that's just like that to me is such a that's it. such a Massachusetts vibe it's to be so like. Real. I'm furious about my new sister in law's yeah. carpets. Yeah, I feel like I've literally seen that like in an Affleck movie. You know, it's so real. It's like feels like goodwill hunting. Uh, yeah, and I'm uh, like it's still carpet. You know, she's gonna have to carpet. deal with the with the consequences of her white carpet actions. You 100%. know, one hundred percent. Also, bless it, white carpets. Jesus, <laughs> never in a no, million years, guys. never Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, I mean, it's my mom covered in sludge. In exactly. Like a so my mom wasn't wrong, but I just was like, I thought it was so funny that she was like mad about it. I love that so much. It's so <laughs> I do too. Real. I'm excited about about Ben and Duncan. That's really great. Casey did my favorite exciting? SNL bit about Duncan that I've seen in, oh, in yes! so long. Yes, that was my that was I'm gonna look that up after because I have to revisit. So good. So it was like that was my favorite era of SNL when like Julio Torres was like first starting to write. Yeah. For them. And like was doing some like that was like when he did Wells for Boys. Yeah. Which like I think about I'm obsessed that you love SNL. Oh, I love it. I, I know. love it so no, I much. Also, oh, like I anything know. like anything that's sim- that's like uh like close to what live TV. My dad is a children's television producer, so I like have a deep love abiding love for live television. Oh my gosh. What did your dad produce? He did. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh my, my favorite show gosh. ever! Gosh, and he I did loved like it so much. The, the remake show? of Zoom. It's like yeah. like a game show. The yeah. remake and of it, Zoom. Yeah, he did. It was all like public public TV. Yeah, stuff love it. Oh my god, like, I was amazing. obsessed with Zoom. Also, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, so yeah. nice. Well, no wonder you're just like the best. 
Yeah, <laughs> she fits right in. Right. But anyway, no. My point is that I didn't even know we did. I didn't even know the the cousin connection. To be fair, Ed Drosty also didn't know the cousin connection at first. He, well, like, we have a lot you, of cousins. There's a lot know. of cousins, but there are a lot of musicians in your family. Hmm. There's a lot. You know, yeah, we. There's have, a lot um, of people who like play China. China Forbes. Yes. China Forbes. China Forbes. Mm-hmm. She's a cousin. Mm-hmm. She She's is. She's in Pink Martini. Mm-hmm. She is. Like other, I think there's others. There are. I know there are. People yeah. play things. I remember at like Ed's wedding long ago, people in the family playing instruments, picking things up. And it's like that to me is, yeah, you grow up. So did you grow up? You, your dad was in TV. Did you grow up around music? Not like in that we would sing, like we would sing around the dinner table and stuff. You would? Oh, yeah. No. No. You would? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that. My mom loved to sing. My mom was like one of those early, um, she was like at NPR at the beginning when it was just this like weird hippie collective and like would do these like wild radio pieces for NPR too. So she was in like audio and interviewing people and like made some of the first I really want to I want to like put out a lot of her early radio pieces on my label mostly because like she basically invented the freaking podcast but like and like all of the like Jay like Jay Allison like all of those like magical audio people now remember my mom like like a forefront maker of that is so weird audio we should do a documentary I should I should. And also, like, not very many people know that, like, NPR was, like, a weird radio signal that, like, a bunch of freaks grabbed and then turned into this, like, wild circus. I know nothing about it. It's so cool. They would just fill this, time. You have and to so do this it was, like, a portrait of America in this, like... I don't have the... I don't have the brain for docs. Who do we know? You should do it. Let's do it together. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, no, Done. my God, my friend Colin Hanks. Guys, it's all coming back around. I I talked to you on Insta. I think, did you introduce him to my music? You must have. Yeah, probably. I've introduced everyone to everything. So (laughs) that wouldn't be surprising. I was going to say, um, this is also like a real Gillian Jacobs vibe. I feel like she would be obsessed with this story too. Oh yeah, yeah, she would love it. That's a great call too, Case. Yeah, we got to do it too because so many, like so... Uh, everybody who's who was at NPR in that era is also like really starting to feel truly Older? left behind by oh. uh, by audio and by you know yeah oh. yeah. yeah so okay now well time. this is a pivot and we're gonna have to talk more about this case you make a note <laughs> okay <laughs> we gotta put Amelia in touch we should put Amelia in touch with um, Gillian yeah truly and yeah, Colin I, I mean Colin, Colin and Sean are doing a bunch of. Oh, they're doing the John Candy documentary. Oh, wow. Mm. Which is great. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Um, it's about time. I'm glad. <sighs> I know. Yeah. I know. New I different know. look, please. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but they do, Colin and his partner have done a few documentaries now. They did one about the Bataclan and they did the Tower Records documentary. Yeah. Oh, bless Tower. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was like, Colin was from Sacramento. I mean... <clears throat> he lived in he lived with his his mom in mm. Sacramento for right. most of his like childhood and teen years and that's mm. where like Tower was headquartered and he just like had such a 
deep, deep affinity for Tower Records. And so it was like his passion it's project. Such Why a, are we talking about Colin? But anyway, he's the best. <laughs> it's such a special place. I got to, I have a friend who has, he's like become a stepdad to these two teens. And he had the great joy of showing them the film Empire Records. Uh, oh my God. Like, so and good. which is totally about Tower Records. Must yeah. be. Yeah, let's be honest. And filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, wait. Oh, so where I filmed Dawson's where you filmed Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's <laughs> Previously on Dawson's <laughs> Creek. That was exciting. Yeah. That was exciting the when they asked me to record that when I went in for ADR. Previously like, on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can you record a <laughs> previously on Dawson's Creek? You youngins listening who binge watch shows you don't know about previously on Dawson's Creek, but previously was like a big deal when you were watching a show week to week. Cute. You needed to be reminded what had I've, happened. I've yeah. been watching The Jeffersons because it's like the only thing I can digest at the moment. Oh, and they're yeah. their previously is like there's just like a man saying, then they're like, then George got in a fight with. Helen and just giving you the plot points. Yeah, just telling like the, just a man like voicing over it as they show you the clips, and then I'm kind of obsessed. Louise tried to break it up, and I'm just like, mm. well, I don't, sir. It was a different time. I didn't. I don't need so much recap. But they also had a lot of uh, two parters, two, three, four parters mm. on the Jeffersons. That was a big deal in sitcoms, like in the eighties and seventies and eighties. It is so endless. I've been watching it round the clock for like three weeks now, and I'm still not to the end of the Jeffersons because they had like a hundred and seven episodes a season or something. It was like twenty six, twenty six episodes a season for eleven <sighs> seasons or something. Oh are they twenty two wow. minute episodes? How long are the apps? Yeah, they probably. They, yeah, are. they're like maybe like slightly longer. But anyway, highly recommend it if you ever just need something to put on it. Uh, a lot of it is like of a different time, but a lot of it is legit still. LOL. Mm, that's so good to that's hear. A great tip. A great <laughs> I never watched that show. You didn't? Yeah, my no. my husband never watched it either, and so he's really been enjoying it. And like, he's like, God, like Marla Gibbs is so talented, and uh, I mean Sherman Hel- Helms. Like, I mean, they're all massively talented. Roxy Roker. Anyway, not to go mm. off on a Jefferson's tangent. I mean, listen, we were here for it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm down. So we, I have a question about touring. We're yes. jumping all over the place. As you are a Cancerian and then and you cry easily, like what happens when you're touring and you just have like one of those fucking days? Like mm. and you are what do you do when you are like, I gotta go perform on Bonnaroo stage today and I feel like this? Uh, well, for one thing, like, performing and singing in general feels like, like, when my back, like, when my back is fucked up, which usually happens when I'm stressed out, if Mm -hmm. I play a show, by the end of the show, I will have fixed my back. Like, it, like, shows are, like, um, you know, they're, like, coming or something. Like, yeah, they, like, they, like, it's a reset. They, like, change. Yeah, and they, like, 
you can exercise any amount of energy that you need to through shows. And uh, it's like, it's when I have a bad day and I have to like talk to someone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like do interviews, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But even, yeah. Like this podcast right now. (laughs) No, 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 because also podcasts are different. It's usually like when I have to like talk to some like rich guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I just can't like if I have it up to here, there's just no there's no way I'm not gonna tell that guy what I think about him. It's so if fucking I've had hard. A bad day. Yeah, and I won't and like at this point, I just won't like I'm not gonna not say it if right. someone rubs me the wrong way. But that's also because I'm in an independent band where, like, I don't have to kiss that much ass unless it's, like, asses that I've decided to kiss, you know? (laughs) Kiss Um, the asses that you want to kiss. Yeah, kiss the asses that you choose. Yeah. Yeah, And only those Yeah, only those ones. Yeah. Yeah, and other than that, like, that's, that's when it really gets hard. But honestly, like, also, when you're on tour, like, my whole job is just protecting my vibe. Mm. So, like... I don't have bad days because my days are very, very simple. And usually they're about like, you know, you wake up, I wake up in my bed in the back of the tour bus around like 11. I like go on my phone and I'm like, where am I going to get coffee today in Tuscaloosa? (laughs) And I like, and then like me and Sandy skibble to coffee. We'll probably take Graham, our photographer, and he'll take like photos of us while we're walking and looking cute. And then we'll have a coffee and we'll be find like a fun place to go eat lunch. And around three, it's time to do sound check. And we do that. And then, you know, once five hits, I have a gin and I start putting on my makeup and like I squeeze my little body into a leotard. And I love your I love your stage costumes. I just love them. (laughs) Thank you. Occasionally, I'm like, how has a labia not flopped out at this point? Because, (laughs) yo, that is my main concern. And the answer is many pairs of tights. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. They're held Multiple tights. That's yeah, just a when, good tip for anyone. Who, oh, yeah. Two pairs of tights is a good tip for any person who is worried about anything moving. 100%. <laughs> I, learned, I learned it from the drag queens. What you do is you get one pair of extra shimmer ones yes, yes. and then one pair of, of uh, fishnets to match. Capizio fishnets mm-hmm. and yes. nude. Usually, I mean... Indeed. Yes. They're, yes. Yeah, both of them are Capizio brand. And then, like, honey, nothing is moving. I love it. Yeah. And, like, and your butt, your butt just looks amazing. And you, you danced it. your fucking, you dance you your little here. booty mm-hmm. all over and your labia don't fall out. And your labia the don't fall out. the sides of the leotard. 100%. Um, is there like a person like immediately in my head just now, right now, I'm like, I want to see you with David Byrne on stage, mm. but that's what I want. That's my personal desires and wishes. I Is love there a- David Byrne. He's so great. And we have been on the same stage together. We opened for him and we're friends. We like email Sometimes. Do you think you'd want to go out with me? Or is that weird? <laughs> Dog. <laughs> says, Guys, I'm serious. <laughs> Should I go out with David Byrne? Is that, I mean, kidding. I know a lot of people who've gone out with him. It is a serious ride. It seems really? like it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like I'm you fun. should try it. Why not? Yeah. I live in New York. Yo, Here's what can. I can't do. Here's what Get I can't do. Get you a folding do. bike. I was going to say, I can't bike on these streets. <laughs> do you know how prone I am to accidents and oh. falling? No, sir. I will walk and I will meet you there. Oh, I'll be sweating for the first though. fifteen minutes. 
Yeah. But yeah, you that's know. like Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton with the with like the sky bridge between their two houses. Like <laughs> you take your car, David will take his bike, you'll meet yeah. there. You'll rendezvous. Guys, I don't know. All I'm saying is could happen. It could happen. Crickets was so excited because she saw him biking down the street one day after school and she was like, Oh my God, that's David Byrne. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only kid in her class leaving their school that was like pointing out David Byrne. And I was That's just like, we so did it. Nice. We really nailed it. Yeah, you did a good job. We did a you good did job. A really good job. Um, well, other than my new boyfriend, David Byrne, is there who is there someone that you like you want to do like a collab? I love a collab. A dream but, like, collab. A dream collab. What's a dream mm. collab for you? A dream collab. I don't know. It's hard because like to me, like you have to have the idea first. Right. Uh, and I try and I try really hard to not reach out to people that I love un- unless we like meet. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. then we can actually be friends. Yeah. Yes. Um, that makes sense. Do they need to be living? No. Yeah. No. It's a dream. No. Mm-hmm. A dream. Well, then it would be Prince. Yeah. Oh. Of course. Obviously. Yeah, then it would be Prince. Here's a hot tip. If you go visit Paisley Park when you're in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. if you take the deluxe tour, Mm -hmm. you can um, (laughs) go into his recording studio and sing with him to Raspberry Beret and get it put on a thumb drive. That would make me cry. Yeah. I have one. I, You know, I went on this tour and they were like, does anyone want to come sing with Prince? And this man who had been like, I don't, I was feeling like very shy that day. And this man who had been chit-chatting with me through the whole tour, who I know now, we're friendly now, but that day I didn't know him at all. And he was like, you have to do it. And I was like, what? And he was like, "I kn- go in there. You're going to kill it. And I was like. I just felt like I couldn't say no, and I was glad that I did it, but I've never listened to it. Oh, that's so nice <laughs> that he encouraged you to do that. It was nice. And then he um, like challenged Casey, me to can play. We please put it on this podcast. <laughs> oh, put it on. End, please. Yeah. Can we please? I'll please? have to try to find it and see oh, where it is. You know exactly never, where you know exactly where I it never is. Listened. Don't lie. Just Don't do lie. it. Yeah, just do it 30 seconds. That's all. <laughs> we yeah. Honey. Yeah. We I think we Honestly, we'll we'll we see. all need this. <laughs> we do. We all need this. Maybe on, the subs, maybe on the subs. <laughs> no, I think it would be good on yeah, this Put this that episode. shit behind a paywall. Yeah. All right. All right. Paywall it. That's fine. Well, well I get it. Well, let's see if I can even find it. I know it exists, but you know. I know you so know where exciting. it is. <laughs> um, so Prince okay. would be your dream collab, but... I think Prince would definitely be my dream collab. Also, everybody I know has like the most beautiful prince stories yeah from from when because he was like he was around and hanging out until like until he left the earth yeah um yeah he's so incredible and let's see yeah like who 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 i don't know i'm not sure yet we need to see when like when i do another record what What'll happen? I'm obsessed with this band called Over Mono right now. And they make really beautiful dance tracks. Oh. So, Wait, I want to look them up. Oh, biz. They're <clears throat> so good. Also, I'm fascinated with the mono connection to Epstein Bar. Did you guys read that article <laughs> in The Atlantic? 
No. Oh my god, no. are you fucking kidding me? You guys. What's that? Did did you guys have mono when you were young? Yes, did I had any it of really you? badly. Yeah. No, I didn't. And I really wanted to. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't because Casey, the reason why you and I have weird white lady disease <laughs> is because it's Epstein Barr that and Epstein Barr leads to like all of these autoimmune diseases later in life now that they've found. Oh but one gosh. of the signifiers of it being like activated in your system, like 95% of people have carried Epstein Barr and they like have never looked into any kind of like vaccine or cure for it because they're like, Epstein Barr is like not really a thing. Right. But what they now know after studying it for like the last 30 years, there's an article in the Atlantic. I'm paraphrasing. I am not a doctor. Check your own fucking resources. But uh, what they now know after studying it is that they, or what they believe is that Epstein-Barr actually is like the gateway drug. (laughs) Like, no, it's like the gateway illness to, um, to like all kinds of autoimmune diseases and disorders uh, and MS. God damn and that it. It's the exact, and that the way, like the link to MS is through the virus Epstein, through the vi- Epstein Barr oh, virus. Okay. But if you haven't had mono, like mono is, they, they now think that mono is the activator of Epstein Barr, that, that, in people who like it's dormant in most of the population, Ugh, but horrifying. in the people that it like gets activated in, it's because of the it's because of the virus mono, like then ends up activating the Epstein Barr virus, and then Scream. you end up having all of these things later in life. That's horrifying. Guys, what read the pain. article. It was in the Atlantic. Ugh. Ugh. I'll say the, the Atlantic worst. one more time to sound smart. But <laughs> whatever, I was like, it really was. This is my my old bit, Casey. My old bit. What if it, it was really Perez Hilton? <laughs> Busy as I was like, I think I read it in the Atlantic. And then it's like, she saw it on Perez Hilton. <laughs> or just Jared. It was actually just, just Jared. It was just Jared, guys. Oh, no, my light just went out. Oh, that doesn't oh, seem like no. that. Fortuitous. It's fine. It's fine. Go back Who, on, light. There we I go. have. Oh my god! It came oh back. Oh my on. god! Yeah. She did yeah, witches. it. Amelia yeah. did it with her witch powers. Thank you. Um, I appreciate who, it. Can I You're ask? Welcome. You don't have to answer, but is there like you said that you try not to reach out to someone um, unless you've met, and mm. then like maybe you can become friends. Have you gotten the opportunity to become friends with someone that you like really admired, like someone who you have to be like, oh my god, I know this person. Mm. Me. I mean, like, I think also, Me. like, once the, oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. well, I'm of so course, <laughs> well, of course, busy, <laughs> obviously, we feel obviously. the same, it's mutual, um, I think, <laughs> Me. I think, um, crazy person. I think, oh, you know what is the craziest one is Chris Martin. Oh um, my god. That is such a good one. It's such a good one. And I and love it's been, him. I love him too. And and like, yeah, he's just so freaking cool. He's so cool. Yeah. And um, he like, I don't even remember what happened. He like did that incredibly famous person thing where he like reached yes. out and was like, May I have your cell phone number uh. through my through my manager and then like texted me. <gasps> and wow. 
Yeah. That and now we're like, we rad. hang, like we like have hung out a couple times when I was in LA, which is just incredible. That's it's very so cool. Yeah. Because also, sweet. I bet you that house is fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It was, he invited us over to brunch the first time. The, of course like, he did. The first time we hung out and I was Larry Davidding so hard. <laughs> I was like, like we had a car, we had like driven our Prius from North Carolina to LA, which is something we usually do every year in sure. January. And like Nick wanted to, I call my partner, both Nick and Sandy, which can be confusing, but Nick was like, we should park on the street. And I was like, no, we can't park on the street because we're in Los Angeles and we have to press the button and then the gate's going to open and we can't just walk up to the gate like pleeps. Right. And and like he was like, no, we should just park on the park on the road. And like either way, we ended up parking on the road and then walked up to the gate. And it was totally fine because it was a very modest house. Oh, it was modest. Okay. It was very modest and beautiful and nice. And also we yeah. had brunch with his entire family, which was insane. I mean, I'm sure it was modest and also gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, but also like $14 million. I'm not 100%. Kidding. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it was like, like, yeah, every beige cost at least multiple millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's beautiful. the like trick of real fancy people. Yeah, is that yeah. it's not ostentatious ever. You're like, this is cozy, and yeah. then yeah. you're like, oh, this is cozy. Wanna, yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. One of the magical parts of that meeting too is that like when I heard, I remember hearing the song, the Coldplay song "Yellow" on the radio when I was driving home from middle school. And it was the first song that ever, like, made me ill. Like, I loved it so much. I was like, I need to be able... It was before, you know, streaming, before, right. like, Napster. And I remember being like, I need to hear this song again, or I will feel sad. I'm going to feel sad right. until I have the physical CD in right. my hand. And I was so just thinking about that feeling of being like a kid. Like I remember I used to like shake when I would see Janet Jackson like perform on TV. I would I would shake because uh, I was so happy and I loved it so much and yeah, just let, let like deep physical feeling that that you get when you're that age. Yeah, and when you're lucky enough to be able to see this thing that you saw and there's no other way to see it other than like having the TV on at 7 p.m. and just right. Right. Getting to see Janet. Yeah. Oh and I, I remember getting home from that car ride and immediately walking myself to Newberry Comics in Harvard Square to be able to buy that first record. Oh my god. And then like oh cut cut to him texting me and being like, I really like your music and me being like, Whoa! Well, that's what I wanted to know. Like, what does that feel like to know that like a person that you grew up admiring like digs what you're doing and respects you? Like, is that a mm. is that mind blowing? Yeah, I'm trying to feel into it so I can answer authentically. Um, it is complete, yes. And also it's so, um, it feels like the universe tesseracting. Yeah. Or something, you know, like where you're, where, what, what is time? Or it makes me really excited for a small Amelia. You're like... <laughs> Like I, in that car, like being just like, wait. Yeah, I love yeah that. being like, don't you worry, little buddy. Like you're gonna get within throwing up distance of Chris Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pretty you can, soon, you're gonna be talking about if you prefer private jets or tour buses. <laughs> and you're like, 
And I'm like, tour buses it is. (laughs) Because uh, buses for me. Thank you. Um. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay, Amelia, you know the drill. We like to ask people about pivots on this here. Mm -hmm. Talk show (laughs) over the airwaves. What is it? Do you have any pivots in your life? that have really changed the trajectory of what you thought you were going to be doing or where you thought you would be. And then it's ended up somewhere Mm. else. Yeah. Yeah. In that, but I'm in the midst of like a pivot return. Mm. Ooh, like a Saturn return. Indeed. Um, Because, and it's also like a strange one because I'm a, whatever, I'm not going to qualify. Don't qualify. So, from the age of three, I knew that I always wanted to be a singer and an actor. And that was like my little three-year-old mantra, which is the mantra of many three-year-olds. Uh, but when maybe. I... When I... Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just like because it was just me being like, this is all I want. I either want to yeah. be the hot lady on the elephant at the circus or a singer <laughs> and an actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I went to I went to college for a myriad of things, but I ended up studying physical theater and performance, which is what I got for my very expensive BA. And right at the end of that, Mountain Man, my first band, started getting internet attention. So from like the the week after I graduated college, I was on tour. And I kind of grabbed onto because music was the first performance thing that I could attach to. I was like, "Well, it's here. I'm I'm taking it." And I haven't right. really of gotten course. off yes. that train. That makes total sense, obviously. Yeah, and I've ridden it. I've like been on tour for my entire adult life since that moment. That's crazy. Um, and I always when I decided to take music I was like you know what music is like it's the same it's essentially the same thing like you're still like connecting connecting life experience through performance you're just writing songs about it instead of recreating stories in the same way but at the end of this year I got to be in a movie again (sighs) and got to like fully remember and rediscover what acting feels like and I'm just like I just love it and it makes me high in the same way that singing and writing songs does. And I'm so, so now I'm like opening my year with a whole new, fun, weird, super gatekeepy and wild like (laughs) land of like trying to figure out how to, how to crack open another industry, which is so fun. Listen, listen, (laughs) I'm on a TV show with a woman who, Honestly, I don't know if acting was a thing that Sarah Bareilles like truly <gasps> ever was like that's the thing. Like music right. was always the thing. Mm-hmm. One of her sisters is a comedian and an actor, but like you know they were, are from a creative family as well. But you know when it like showed up, it showed up, and she was like felt I think felt very similar to what you're describing. Like oh, this is another way to do the thing that I love to do and connect mm-hmm. and. 
Like, I think she's one of the best actresses I've ever worked with, to be honest. She is so yeah, good. Yeah, I saw really her great. also. I saw her in Into the Woods oh, because yeah. of you. Oh, Chris. that's right. I forgot that I I hooked that up for you. Yeah, you hooked that up. You, you love Into the Woods like I do. It's so good. And she favorite. was so excellent. She was just so she excellent. Was. It was such an absolute joy to get to see her do that. She, just an excellent person. She's like, seems very good at being a person, which I appreciate. Mm, but mm-hmm. Amelia, back to you. Yeah. When can we <laughs> no, but, see your, yeah, what, 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 what is the movie, movie called? The movie is called Lovers. It's, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Cause also like I'm a brand new baby. I don't even know. Yeah. Like you when did your part and I don't know how any of this works. I was just the cool best friend. In the movie, it was so fun. And Who were you? Like, you were it, you were working with someone I know. Who were you working with? I can't remember. Angela Trimber. Yes, Angela, mm-hmm. the best. Who I love. Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, she's the, the best. And I was her. I was her like best friend, and we did you guys dance like, a lot together? They like we didn't ever really have like a moment of dance in the movie, but like we did a lot of. Like rubbing up against each other. And, <laughs> and like, I mean, I just can imagine just guys, getting you know, cozy for yeah. scenes. Like, yeah. yeah, she's just she's, so so, she's always like embodied and dancing Yo. and flowing, flowing all over the place. I love it. Yeah, um, it was such a joy to be around another mover too, because I don't like m- being a musician is such a singular pursuit. So I don't usually get to dance with anybody unless they're like dancers who are much better than me that I've hired to be around me to make me look excellent. And in that right. case, I can't dance because then it will show how truly weird of a dancer <laughs> I actually am. Not true. There are no there are no weird dancers. No. Your expressions of dance are perfect. I love them. Thank you. Um, well, that's really exciting. I I wonder if it's like indie, but we'll and like they're going to do like festivals with it. Maybe it's deeply indie. I think they're going to yeah. do festivals. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm and then so... we'll get to see it when it gets bought by the highest bidder at Sundance next <laughs> exactly. year. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, after we do the full festival circuit, we'll I'm see. so excited though. No, I'm really, really excited. Exciting. I'm very and I'm happy excited for you. for you to like figure out other versions of what that could be, like what that Thank looks you. like for you. I know. Yeah, it's so exciting. I'm so grateful for, uh, I've been in music long enough and have been so blessed to have a really, like I now have an actual career, which is something that a lot of me, like doesn't happen for a lot of musicians. Yeah, Um, that's true. And getting to like say hello to a brand new industry, like while I'm, as I'm like coming up, cresting over this like interesting musical hump of being like, I know everything that can happen for me here. Right. And getting to like see something else on the horizon is just so exciting. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Thanks. Honestly, I know. No, I mean, it's I, you a knew good that because we talked 10 about out it. Of four. It's a, it's no, a no, pivot no. return, this is a, right? This is yeah. a pivot yes. return. I do think it's like, I do think it's a thing that like showed back up in a moment that it was ready to show up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited, but I'm also very excited about this tour. Oh my gosh, me too. That's the other thing also is that like I get to keep on doing everything that I've always loved. Like yeah. I get to keep on touring with my wonderful band, which is just me and my partner, Nick. Um, <laughs> Sandy. Sandy, Nick. Sandy, Sandy, Nick. Nick, Nick Sandy. Why does he Why does he have two names again? It's because of me. Well, really, it's because oh. of my best friend, Molly. Um, okay. His last name is Sanborn. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, Yeah. The tour is going to be a dream. I'm so excited to get to go get into like 
the fun world of building a tour and making getting the costumes made and doing all of the when you're an independent musician, you're essentially a producer like all of the time, you right. know? So right. I get to like talk to lighting designers and figure out like how we're going to make the money work for all of these different things and how many crew are we going to take out and what's it going to look like all that fun stuff. That's kind of, yeah, that's amazing. And merch, my favorite thing. And merch. Yeah, we just settled on our merch designer. It's going to be really beautiful. Um, I love the newest album, no Rules Sandy is what it's called, guys. No Rules Sandy. Thank you. Nick. Sandy. Nick. No, <laughs> no rules, rules Sandy. We made it exactly at this time last year. It was, we like drove out to LA and then there was like a huge, we drove out to LA for the Grammys and there was a huge COVID wave and everything got canceled. Yeah. And so Nick and I were just in this little rental and we wrote the record in like three weeks. It's oh the fastest God, record we've ever written. And it's like, I'm so, it's so fun because we put it out. We were like, fuck it. We just made it. Let's like put it out in like two months, which usually you wait. Like usually right. it would be coming out now. Right. Um, and because vinyl is so backed up now, like the vinyl is going to be released now. Oh, which cool. is great. Oh, that's so amazing. Like, yeah. We keep to on going coincide. to like release, release records twice, essentially in this climate, which I love doing. That's very um, cool. It's like um, hardback and paperback for authors. Exactly. Exactly. Smart. I think it's genius. I Thanks. do too. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love it. What Thanks, is the song baby. that I love so much? Is it the is it the last like that I like have on all these? I'm, tr- I'm trying to like. It's coming back to you. I think. Oh right? yeah, it's slow. Yeah, the slow one. Yeah, the ballad. The ballad. We I really to put one ballad on there. I really appreciate that song. And then I get the fuck down to the rest of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'm going to, I'm like looking at the tour dates and I'm like, first of all, are you coming to New York? Do I, it, am I, I am coming that? to You're New not. York. I am coming you to are. New York and we can't, the way that a lot of tour dates work, uh, like you have to wait either because we're playing a festival in the a area festival, or right. because the, all of the stuff about the shows haven't been hammered out, but we are coming to New York. We're playing a room that we've, uh, only opened in before, and I'm really excited about it. Okay, okay, okay. that's All very right. exciting. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, you should all be excited too because it sounds like it's going to be a great tour, and you should go to sylvanesso.com and find out when you can go see. And then if your city's Amelia not listed, just be mad and don't reach out to Amelia <laughs> yeah, and yell I was going to say, yeah, don't say yell at Amelia. Amelia. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Don't do but that. But <laughs> you know what? Don't yell at us either. Yeah, darn No, dude. I don't want to hear it. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in your bullshit. Yeah, in fact, if you um, are mad, come up with a nice compliment and put it yes, in the comments. Uh, yes. That's right. Yes. Or just, you know, I don't know, put something just, on... Craigslist, maybe get a carpool going, rent a van with friends, make a road a trip, idea. go see the show or G- pick don't. a city, pick a city you've always wanted to go to. Can I actually yeah. tell you, I'm like, I think I might, I don't know if I'll be back from Sweden for your show at the Greek because the Greek is literally like one of my favorite um, venues in the world. I love it. But then I also saw that you're playing the Red Rocks. And I've never come to Red Rocks. It's been. so magical. I've you would love it. Cool. And you're from you're like from Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So it's like in the 
It's yeah. in the deserted no, but zone. I've wanted to go to a show at the Red Rocks for a very long time. And as we learned with my ill-conceived fish move, <laughs> I really need to see bands that I love and vibe on, man. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that you... I was asking... I saw that you were at Fish because they play one of our records during their set break, Busy. And they like... On that day when you were like, I'm at Fish, I was getting so many texts people being like, they're playing your record. And so I was texting you to make sure... But and I was like, and you honey, I, like, I left. She didn't I was there for three enough. moments. I had to get back the home. fuck out of Yo, there. Fish is a strong, strong toke. I only like them because my husband likes them. And during the <laughs> pandemic, I would set our alarm clock to a different live fish set so that we could wake up to applause every day, which really helped with my depression. <laughs> oh my God, that's, by the way, hilarious. Um, um, I have to tell you, I was just like so overwhelmed by the sheer masculinity of the whole thing. And like, I was not, I am not in the place for it. <laughs> that is so busy. You like, I love hearing your reviews of shows. Cause like, I would never think of fish as masculine or I guess they're like Vermont. To me, they're just like, would Like they're just like little noodly guys, you know? So I'm not <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think of, like, like I'm not, like... But even, like, I... Butch. <laughs> no, no, but I think that a lot of the... I think that most of their fans mm. are men. Beards. Yeah, I think yes. that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think that the... I was just getting, like, a vibe, man. <laughs> I was, like, this is, like, these are the dudes that... I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with right. Like I don't want to hang out with these dudes. She was it's on mushrooms that, to be. All right. To be fair. To yeah. Be fair. Oh yeah. yeah. No no no. Yeah. If you're on mushrooms and you don't like the scene, you gotta go. You had to go. Yeah. You had to. I, you also like you saved yourself. Out. Yeah. You walked through the city on oh, yeah. mushrooms. Yes. Did you take and a then I home. That's so romantic. No, I walked. <laughs> yes, I walked you did. And oh. I stopped in at this Mexican restaurant I like, and I Yay. ordered enchiladas to go. Mm. And then brought them back to my um, kismet, Casa Kismet, my apartment. And I like took my shirt off because I was sweating because it was so hot walking. Mm-hmm. And literally like put on music and like danced mm. in my... Yes. Oh, to the whole of the moon. Mm-hmm. And then the to water other songs. Boys. Yeah. The Water Boys, yeah. the whole of the whole of the moon song that w- became an anthem in the last several weeks. And then... Uh, yeah, and then like I mean, there was definitely some Sylvan Esso that ha- happened that night, and I was just like doing it. I was like, Hell I'm not yeah. Instagram storying this. I'm just gonna <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm just having yes. this moment. Yes, it was fun. And I ate my enchiladas. Mm. It was delightful. It's a perfect night, really. Thank you, <laughs> really. Fish. Thank Thanks, you, fish. fish. Thanks, fish. Thanks, fish. <laughs> Okay, Amelia, thank you so much. We love you. I love you. I'm so glad you got to meet Casey because now you guys will be friends. And so nice to meet you. I'll see you so soon. I feel like you'll let me know when you're in New York next. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be... Actually, I'm going to be there uh, in like four days. Great. We're doing a session. We're doing a session. And we're doing a TV. We should hang. Yeah, I'm going to LA Friday the 13th for mm. the Critics' Choice Awards. Ooh, fun! I know. I'm excited. I'm going with Michelle. And then I'm coming back here, I think, Tuesday. So if you're still 
here. I might. We. I think we're gonna swap places because I'm going oh. to LA after Freaky Fridays. Boo! I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, like we're <laughs> gonna time. run it. We'll do it. We'll do we'll it. Ca- you'll we'll catch up out. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Maybe yeah. it'll be an airport lounge. We don't know. <laughs> yes, please, y'all. That's thank always you so much fun. for having me. It was oh such so a fun hanging out with yeah. you. So yeah, fun. what a great vibe. And tell thank Nick you. Sandy we said hi. Oh my yeah. god, I will. <laughs> Sandy, I will. Nick Sandy. Nick Sandy. <laughs> um. All right. Have the best day with your poppies. Love you. Yeah, I will. Love you guys. Bye. 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 That was really nice. She is such a ray of sunshine. I'm so so happy I got to finally meet her. I think she's really special. She's a really special person. She is uh, a very special person. That was so cool. And I was really happy to get to break the news to her about the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts. Commercial. I mean, I think that for you guys from Massachusetts, that's like a whole other level a of a deal. Have you talked to Josh Gondelman today? I mean, what's I have going to, on? I have to probably feel like call you need him. to text him. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is worth a call. It's worth a maybe. call. Maybe, yeah. 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 Wow, that's intense. Um, okay, can we talk about one other thing? Yes. Did we, we didn't it, really finish talking about Harry. We didn't really finish talking about Harry, and um, pretty soon the Golden Globes read carpet is going to start and i'm wondering you know if i'm not there like is it gonna i mean is it gonna be is it gonna wash away is it gonna rain on these people that's the question is it gonna begin to rain again (laughs) anyway but let's that's just i'm just throwing it out there i'm wondering is this gonna happen is it gonna be a red wet carpet but let's finish talking about harry um well, I'm just curious what your hot take is because I like have been thinking a lot about it. And as a person who some might say overshares her own life, I'm a little like interested um, in the response that people have been giving from these excerpts from his book and because it feels like it feels like people are being really unkind to a man being vulnerable to me yeah yeah, that's interesting it's like um I think it's a lot of things I think I've seen people being unkind I just mean like in the press or like yes yes um, I think like that you know how you can say anything about Harry when Prince Andrew is standing right there, I don't even, I don't know. That's I mean, what I, wait, by the way, that's Birdie's point. Birdie's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Prince Andrew literally is like a rapist of underage girls. I mean, it looks that way, and I just don't understand. And I guess it's because like Harry put himself out there, so people feel like it's fair game. Here's what I feel like I feel like. Let's not kid ourselves about what goes on in the institution of royalty. A lot of fucked up shit, you know? And so do I believe that it's possible that, like, he's, you know, trying to generate goodwill toward him and his wife by telling stories in such a way that, like, puts them in a 100% flattering light while also, you know, 
putting other people in an unflattering light. Yeah, I get I mean it's possible. That's how everybody tells a story. When you're yeah. trying to get someone to feel, you know, like when when I want someone I don't to feel know. I think I think I'm really hard on myself when I tell stories about like situations. I think that was the one thing about my book that I felt like yeah. while a lot of people gave me a lot of fucking shit for being like that it was a tell all and like a fucking yeah. blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. I was like did you fucking read it? Because I'm real hard on myself and real mean to myself at right. points. But and I take also, a lot of fucking responsibility. It's also your story to tell. So it's That's like right. when when I'm telling a story about how someone did something wrong to me, like obviously that's the lens through which I'm telling it. And like the feeling that accompanies my retelling of it. Now, I wouldn't expect anyone to believe that like my version is 100% unvarnished or unbiased. Obviously, I'm bringing something personal to it. Am I gonna like add in like, oh, to be fair, I was a complete bitch to like him two days ago or whatever. Maybe, like I might, maybe. you might, you might, I might, or I might, might. not. I, who knows? I don't know. But like I, it, you would, I know you, I actually know. Pro- you. I probably would. But the thing is like, if <laughs> I love this hypothetical, where I'm like, <laughs> yes, except I, I was there. Okay. I was there and you would, you did, you did, I, you did include it in the book. Casey. I, w- I probably would if I felt like it was a trust. I don't know. I, who knows? Because like also who fucking knows? None of us have been princes or princesses. And, I mean, like- that's my fucking point. Like Jesus people. Also like with the trauma of his fucking mother's death and his father having an affair with this woman for so many years that was so public that everybody knew about that like devastated his mother so deeply. And yeah. then like... Yeah, dude, that's a, some fucking trauma. Like, yeah, I feel I didn't watch the um, Anderson Cooper 60 Minutes. Did you? I only watched some clips of it, but I I did like how they were like, you know, made it a point to say that they asked the palace for comment and the palace was like, we need to see the entire interview first before we'll comment. And Anderson Cooper was like, we don't do that here. You know, like that's not how this press works. Yeah, that's not how I mean. He's like, I'm of the American royal family, the Vanderbilts, and maybe you've the heard of royalty. Us. Maybe you've heard of the Vanderbilts. <laughs> um, I'm sure you have. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I mean, listen, who knows? And like, also in terms of like Harry telling his story with a certain point of view or slant or whatever, like. Stories have been told against him for so long with a certain point of view. So Wait, like if so he says though that the Nazi costume was like he was being egged on by William and Kate. I that think is he, like some good dirt. I, I actually mean, that T is like that's yeah. an I I you guys didn't see because this is uh, <laughs> a podcast, but I looked at Casey and I raised my eyebrows. <laughs> That's what that is. I mean, if big if true, as the kids say. If I don't think they say it anymore, but that's what we say. Is what people who used to be kids but who are now fully adults used to say a long time ago. But yeah, a lot was said. And so you you gotta give it to him. He like, if you're gonna write a tell all, it's not boring. You know what I you know what I say? Can't wait to fucking read it. I'm so excited. I like, I like haven't been this excited about a book maybe ever. Like, oh no, Elena Ferrante, since the last oh, Elena Ferrante yes. book came out, yes. like the in the trilogy, 
in the trilogy yeah. of the the Neapolitan yes trilogy. Um, oh my gosh, but like, I don't know. I like saw Bethany Frankel going off on. I like follow her on Instagram. I'm like, yeah. girlfriend, stop, just stop. Like I, like you, no one, no we, one, no, we, we have can't, no, no, way of we can't have any way of knowing. And also, like I do question the toxic masculinity ingrained in our culture that causes people to question and like uh ridicule a man who's right. being very vulnerable about things right. that deeply hurt him right because i've seen a lot of responses that to me feel like their intention is like to be emasculating right and i that part to me <laughs> makes me the most upset because I want all people to know that like sharing their trauma and their truth and their story is always an available road and they don't have to be stoic and they don't have to like hold it all in. I like fucking love that he's like gone balls to the wall as it were. (laughs) And also, you don't Um, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody like here's the thing. And it kind of ties into something that I was going to say when we were having the friendship conversation is like we don't always have to throw people away for like whatever reason. Like if someone is absolutely trash and they would cause you harm or you see them causing other people harm. Yes, absolutely. You don't need that person in your life or whatever. But we don't need to throw imperfect people away all of the time so long as we can, like, accept their imperfectness and live with it and enjoy the parts of them that are good for us and good to us and, you know, and and that that's mutual. And so, like, by the same token, like, it is entirely possible that this is a guy who has grown up in this rarefied air that None of us could even imagine what it Ever. was like for better Ever. or for worse, you know, from from like, you know, just having all of the privilege in the world to also like losing your mother at a young age because of like the in poisonous. In a horrific way. In a horrific way and having to like have that play out publicly and follow you for the rest of your life. Now, that being said, is he like a dude that's done some dumb shit? Yes, obviously. Oh, yeah. Honey, I'm not forgiving the Nazi costume. You know what I mean? Is he a but dude that's saying. like, that's unrelatable to all of us? Yes, obviously. In but some ways. Is, is he also like a guy that has been like, you know what? Let me take my platform and try to do some good with it. And let yes. me try to like, like learn from the douchey things that I've done in the past. And, you know, I mean... Yes, I see I see that growth. And like do I still see him saying and doing douchey things that make me roll my eyes? Kind of sometimes, yeah. But like he's I think he's like giving a very complete picture mm. uh to us. He's sharing a very complete picture of what a guy 
like him, like what is life is like, and like we're not and entitled. It's, messy. it's fucking it's messy. messy. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. we're not entitled to see it. He's just choosing to right. say like this is you know. And so for all of these things that you're like you know, oh my god, it's too much. Not that you're like, but like people, it's too much that he shared that he had a frostbitten it's overshare dick. Overshare. It's overshare. You know what? Things have happened to William's dick too. You know, we just don't know about it because they're two different kinds of guys and so you know things have definitely happened to my dick things have happened to everyone's dick that's right it's just a matter of like are you gonna be the kind of person that's like authentically my dick was frostbitten or are you gonna be the kind of person that's like i don't like to talk about my dick in public and i don't also like my brother to say that i like you know physically attacked him one time when I was mad or are you the kind of guy that's like brothers fight you know Uh, like that happens I don't know it's all interesting to me but I think like I'm not in a rush to throw Harry away the way that it seems like like I can't make a definitive pronouncement on any person you know me neither and that's I'm like honestly well I'm the opposite I'm like rooting I'm rooting for them (laughs) oh I'm for them and, too. And I'm and and wildly I'm in full support of a tell all. I'm in full support of like him saying all of his truths because I think that like our I don't know the sickness of our culture is keeping secrets. Yeah. That's what I think. And he I think the that people to... who keep secrets and people who lie about who they are and right. like what life is for them, like are the problem. Not a guy who's like, right. ah, here and it he is. Had, <laughs> he had the courage to say it with his own mouth and put his own name on it. Yeah, no shit. Like he, everybody, it's not, it's not a blind item, dudes. He's literally like, hey, guess what? Ugh. Yeah. And everybody's been telling every story they want to tell about him without attaching their name to it. All through his whole life in the press, and so like, if he Since if he, he was like a child, if he can exaggerated you some things or or told too much or whatever, like I don't give a shit. It's his fucking life. And like, by the way, I get it. He got like whatever forty million dollars to write. This also, book. by the way, and though, so, like, I'm in support of that. Like anyone yeah. who's listening, who's got forty million dollars <laughs> that they want to give me and Casey. <laughs> I will scorch I'll tell you the earth. Everything. I will. What do you want? I will set that earth on know. fire. I'll salt it so nothing ever grows there again. I will. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, <laughs> kind of not. Um, um, what are you doing your best at this week? Honey, it is a process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing my best at like acceptance of. Yeah. Things that, like, I will never be able to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Like, just that. Just the acceptance of, like, sometimes you don't get to know things. Right. And right. that just is what it is. Right. That's the trouble when, you know, what we're talking about telling our own stories is when your story interlocks like a puzzle piece with someone else's story and, you know, you only get what they're, you know, what they're willing to tell you and. Well, and filling in the blanks can be really dangerous if you're a person who defaults to your own, you know, shortcomings or 
perceived shortcomings right. or if you're a person who defaults to if only I was. Right. Right. You know, but I'm. You are who you are. I am what I am. <laughs> That's like a real Hoffman thing. I am what I am. And also a Popeye thing. He was on to something. <sighs> I found these two things today um, when I was cleaning some stuff out. And one of them, I want to read it. One of them is uh, from flowers that I sent myself. Aww. Like after I came home from Hoffman. Yeah. And the card said, and it's handwritten, which is like so amazing when florists do that. Like, yeah, I, like I love, love that. it, you yeah. know? Yeah. But it says, I see you and I love you and I forgive you for everything that was done from a place of negative love and pain. I love your whole self just as you are. Aww. And I thought that was so nice. I put them, I put them up like, you know, behind my desk, like yeah. to look at, like, I need to remember that I see myself and I love myself and I forgive myself. Yeah. For things that I have done and like will probably do again. You know, like I yeah. am an imperfect human being, obviously. Yeah. And I will keep being imperfect as long as I'm allowed, as long as this like fucking mortal coil, whatever. <laughs> as long as my body like is is allowing me to, man. Like yeah, I, was I gonna, if it's you know? the day you're perfect is the day you're perfectly dead. Well, that's like when we sold the house. That's what Mark and I say. We were done yeah. with the house when like somebody else came to buy it. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's a journey. Here's another thing that I found. You know, there's this girl in LA who would do these, um, like she was like a busker, but she was like poems out of yeah. like a little suitcase typewriter. Thing. Oh, and she would yeah. set up on Larchmont or like at parties sometimes. Yeah. I really liked her and her name is Jay Suskin. This is from February 2018. So a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Several years ago, I guess. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and it's called, I don't know what I asked her for. You would like generally like go up and like give her a tip. Yeah. And then she would just like write a poem. Yeah. And then hand it to you. Okay. Um, but this poem is called Kindness. And it goes, how we lean into our love with an ease and spirit of care that covers all we do. Constant connection finds strength each day and we celebrate it with a shared joy, the worth of our wisdom bright between hearts and this sense of gentle expression rises into form each time we tend to our own kindness, each time we count the years in awe. Aww. Isn't that nice? I love that. That's so great. I do too. Um, so anyway, yep. That's what I'm doing my best at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh Casey, and how are you? And what are you doing your best at? You know, I'm just, I'm doing my best at like keeping it together, you know, and like keeping, and I mean like, that doesn't mean never falling apart. It means like 
you know, watching where Riding the, pe- the wave. Yeah, watching where the pieces fall and then picking them up when you're done dropping them and, like, doing the next thing that you have to do. So I've just been, like, super keenly aware of, like, well, I just said, like, I only have the stomach to watch the Jeffersons. There were a couple days where I was like, I know the only thing I'm going to be able to eat is, like, a McDonald's child's cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I can digest. And I know that I've talked about this a lot in the past, like, during, like, scary pandemic days about, like, how you get a touchy stomach for, like, what you can watch or listen to or talk about or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so there just have been things where I've been trying to, like, really identify, like, this is a thing that I don't want to do. Like, my mother-in-law sent – she grabbed up a bunch of mail from my mom's house uh, and sent it overnight to us just to try to help us, like, make sense of – like, start to make sense of this puzzle that we're kind of left with of, like, you know – what you know where things are supposed to go and how we're supposed to handle them and and I know that like that big fat package came and I just put it down and I was like I can't open it like I can't open it and so you know I got an email from like the lawyer Laurel who's helping me um try to make heads and tails out of my mom's last Laurel, by the way. Bless yeah. Laurel. She's the best. Mm-hmm. And um and you know, she said like here's some pieces of information that I need and I was like I think that I can search through old texts with my mom to try to find out some of this information, but I absolutely know that I can't open that mail and so I'm going to need Matt to do it. Like I'm going to need Matt to do it. You know, I just, I can't even rip that envelope open. So that's what we did. And he was great and, um, and really, you know, stepped up and wasn't like, he didn't do that thing that like maybe old us would have done. And that I think happens in a lot of relationships, not just like partnerships, but like relationships where he could have been like, come on, what's wrong with you? You can open an envelope, you know what I mean? Or like, you just have to do it. You know, like, I know you don't, we all have to do things we don't want right. to do. Like, I won't know what the stuff is. You have right. to see it. Right. That's exactly. actually, like, more accurate to, like, what fucking people do, which is like, yeah. I mean, I can't do this. You have to do it. Right. You right. know? And, and you're like, like, I know you don't want to, but, you know. You but have he, to. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't. He was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to tell you what it is. And then once you know what it is, like, if you feel like you can look at it, then... You can look at it, you know, and um, so he was great and, like, divided things into piles and folders. And when I said, like, oh, I need this date, he was like, I know where that is. That's in this folder here. Here it is, you know. And so he was just great. And then I realized that I had this, like, this is so stupid. The amount that I talk about fucking laundry on this podcast, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry that it's a I'm having. I didn't even get into it. I'm having a real laundry situation. Real laundry situation. I had a real epiphany this week was like our laundry was out of control and I was doing loads of laundry. And like, to be frank, the most of it, like I'm at home, so I'm not like out in the world, like getting scuzzy too much. So like I have like one outfit per day, but like Matt has like work clothes and then like home clothes and pajamas and everything. And, and the kids do their own laundry. Obviously they're adults. So that's not, it's just me and Matt's laundry. And so I was washing his, 
mostly his laundry. And when I went to put it away, I just realized that I was like spinning out because, you know, he has ADD as well. And like his system of where to put things is chaotic to me and doesn't make sense. And then I was like, honey, all you would have to do when my sister and I were kids is my mom would come in and be like, clean your fucking room. And I would, <laughs> my sister or I would be like, ask us to find anything. Uh, and we could exactly. find it in two and a half seconds. Right. Exactly of, where it was. Of course, of yeah. course. ADHD, baby. So I just was like, listen, I know that this is like your stuff and it's like, and you probably do know where everything is and it probably makes 100% sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me and I'm the one here and I'm the one washing the laundry. And further, I really feel like I need to just be able to accomplish this simple thing of putting away my husband's laundry for him. So if you can, before you go to sleep, this is at like 1 a.m. by the way, if you can, Mm -hmm. before you go to sleep, can you just make labels on all your drawers of like (laughs) where your socks go, where your underwear goes, where your t-shirts go. And like, to his credit, he was like, this is dress socks. These are work socks way down at the other end. I don't know why, but that's where they go. And these are my like t-shirts with writing on them. And these are my t-shirts that are plain. And yes, they're not right next to each other. Again, this is just how my brain works. It was like a huge deal. And then he said yes to that. And I was just like, yeah, you just have to fucking like get ultra specific about like what you need Need. and and can someone do that for you? And then so again, like I just had this pile of laundry in my office slash closet that had been there for so long busy. Like I'm not even joking you probably like six weeks it's been there (laughs) of just like things that like I just – I don't know why I couldn't put it away. I don't know why it like what happened where I just got frozen. I've been like washing and putting other stuff away, but everything in that pile was like psychically I couldn't touch it. And I hated it so much and it was making me hate myself so much. And then finally, yes, uh, of course, everybody knows the like the bag that you don't unpack when you come home from a trip and you just leave it in your closet for weeks or months or whatever. Anyway, the upshot is like in that moment, I just said to Matt, like, I will give you $100 if you put that pile of laundry away. <laughs> For me, like, I can you please? Like, I put a bunch of your laundry away this week. Can you just put that stuff away? And he was like, I am going to have to ask you where every single thing goes. And I was like, it's okay. I'll tell you where every single thing goes. Mm, that's really he, nice. He did it, and it's a way, and I just feel a million times better. And I know that I would not have done it myself. And so I just feel, like, super, super grateful and really lucky um, he also said that I don't have to pay him the one hundred dollars, which is nice. Yeah, I, knew I think that's right. I think that's I knew right. He wouldn't. I'm gonna say. I'm the, gonna say. I think that's right. I but knew also, he wouldn't take it. I ha- I have to just circle back real quick to something that Amelia said. Back to the thing about like creating your environment. Yes, and you know, you're walking through grief in a real intense fucking way, and. I am too in a different fucking weird, weird, weird world. Um, And man, I today was like very similarly was like, I'm sending all this laundry out right now because our fucking dryer won't dry. Like, okay, fine. I'm sending all this laundry out. Like I'm, I'm 
like delegating where these things are going. Like I am yeah. getting rid of this. I'm like, put it on the fucking curb. I don't get it out of my right. space. Right. Like I want, you want clarity. Like yeah. I want to create the environment that yeah. is going to be most conducive to like kindness to myself. Yeah. And I also realized too that, yes, I want that clarity. And I also realized that like, I would work really hard to the point of frustration to to give that clarity to someone else, aka like I would put my husband's laundry away, but when it came to my own pile, I couldn't do it for some yeah. reason. I know it sounds so silly, but it, I also know that a thousand of you are like shaking your head yes right now and being like, same, no, I know this. It's the same thing. Like literally, Casey, every room in the family home was like totally completed and furnished. Yeah. And I still had like a mattress on a bed. Like right. I, that was it. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I didn't have, I I didn't finish, my, I didn't have curtains. I still right. had paper stuck up right. on my windows. Right. Because I was like, I literally took care of my children and even my ex. I was right. like, wait, do you have the curtains that you want? Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, and That's so when you intense. get to the when you get to that point, I would just like to encourage everyone based on like, you know, obvious revelation of the week, when you get to that point where you've done so much for other people, because it's easy to do things for other people, but so hard to do the thing for yourself, is like then that's the time to ask, like, can you help me do this? Like, what yeah, can I you can, can you help me? I need help. And to not be embarrassed about how stupid that you feel about like needing help to put away a pile of laundry because like nobody felt stupid about you putting away their fucking laundry. You well, know what I mean? Think about it. That's they just didn't, a given. Yeah. So, you know, so when you feel like I should be able to do this, it doesn't matter if you, if you're stuck and you can't do it, it doesn't matter. And so even if it's just like calling a friend or texting a friend and being like, will you talk on speakerphone with me while I like handle this pile of papers or whatever? Or like, can I, you know, can we get coffee together and like you just sit with me while I like clean out my purse or something? Like all those things work. I'm really lucky. I know I'm really lucky to have a partner here in my house who is like, yeah, I'll do this with you. I'll walk through this with you. Not everybody has that, but I do think like, that's one thing that we're working on all the time is like building community. And that's kind of like what community is for. Like when you need it, like, I hope you know someone that you can say, like, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. But can you help me get unstuck from this place? Because it feels so good to get unstuck. It feels so good to get unstuck. And, you know, like, if if you were literally stuck, like if you were stuck somewhere on the street, someone passing by would help you. And I think most people that you know would understand like a more metaphorical situation of being stuck. And if like the person that you reach out to doesn't get it, then fuck that person. Like, you know, find someone else. But I just, I really encourage everyone to you know, to understand that sometimes it's way harder to do something for yourself that you would easily do for someone else. And then think about who you've easily done things for a million times. And when you need help, turn to that person and say, like, I'm stuck. 
and like remember that time. I did this for you. Can you help? You don't me do have that? to say. You would never have to say that. By the way, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But you know, like we're learning. We're learning, and like well, sometimes you find out. You're right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you find out what people are capable of. Sometimes you find out, and you, yeah. And sometimes you'll find out that somebody is has been wanting to help you, has been wanting to give you something. Um, and sometimes you'll find out that that person is like kind of immature and not in that place where they understand. And, you know, I'm not saying throw that person away. I'm just saying move on to someone else that does get it. But I just, if you're having a hard time doing something for yourself when it's very, very easy for you to do things for other people, you know, it's it's time to put your hand up and say like, listen, I know this is weird, but I just need help with this. I think it's a great place to end today because I love you. I love you too. And I miss you. And I'm very excited. I'm going to get to see you soon. I'm really excited that we get to see each other. It's been weirdly such a short period of time. And so it feels like forever. I know. Yeah. The whole world changed. The whole world changed. Yeah. Yeah. In so many ways. And we love all of you. And we thank love you, you guys. Thank, thank you, you to your... everyone who sent me s- the kindest messages about um, about everything. Oh shoot, there were two more stories that I wanted to tell that I didn't even get close to telling. But um, either I'll save them for another week or like put them on the Substack or something. But um, what? Where, yeah. what, what? Wait, wait. We can do. We could do a Substack. Let's do a Substack. Okay, great. Let's do a Substack from LA. Okay, great. This weekend. Okay, before great. the Critics' Choice. Ooh. Should we make Michelle talk to us as we've been promising everyone? (laughs) I mean, that would be amazing. Let's, well, we'll see. We'll see how she's feeling because that's a lot. That's a big, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And, um, and I don't know what's happening. Is the Golden Globes start? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Let's go check in on the Golden Globes and we'll talk to you guys soon. We love you so much and uh, just thank you for everything. You're all wonderful and we love you. Guys, we love you. In case you haven't heard it today, you're fucking great. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, no.